1: Or listening to the Voices of
0: Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing.
1: And Rich Crange.
0: <laughs> I Who delivers I, this guy I, in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. agree. I agree. You are listening to the best wrestling podcast in the world, the most provocative wrestling podcast in the world. I am the king of banter, the most compelling voice in wrestling media, a reasoned and well-explained man, the leader of the hardcore wrestling intelligentsia, an internationally acclaimed broadcast journalist as heard on BBC Radio, a good family man, and disingenuous, parentheses, at times, I am Joe Lanza, and I am here with the secretly sassy one, Rich Kreich, who is chomping at the bit to bury New Japan this week, and we are going to unleash him in just a matter of minutes to bury New Japan six feet under. We're obviously going to lead off with this New Japan USA disaster. We're going to cover it from all angles. There's a million different angles to to approach this from. We're going to tackle it inside and out, and Rich is just raring to go. He's going to be an unchained beast as I, <laughs> as, as I hinted at togi behind a little
1: togi makame here we have similar likes you know me and togi makame i also uh i adore sweets as well so yeah i am i am very similar to togi makame right now i got chains i'm all ready to go i'm fired up and and yeah ready uh i like the the most do we know that for a fact that we're the most provocative uh processing podcast like I, i'd like to confirm that if possible
0: that is a confirmed fact
1: okay so that's so it's settled okay it, it, uh,
0: listen I say it and it is true.
1: Okay. Well, because I, I know that because we had somebody that follows us. I don't know if they're still uh, around there, but do you remember the Wrestlerotica? It was like a podcast that blended like erotica with pro wrestling. I think that might have us have beat. Is that thing still around? Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, it's still around.
0: That is a whole different kind of provocative.
1: <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, I don't know that we could just out and out say we are the most provocative. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the, the, the gesture that you made there, but um, I
0: well, just think we might
1: have some competition. That, that's all.
0: Much like the word "romantic," uh, provocative has many meanings. Rich, it doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, uh, right. We, are, we could be
1: the most thought-provoking in, in that sense, wrestling podcast you'll listen to ever. So, Correct. Right. Okay. I see what you're doing. But talking. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, but listen, I I I have no idea if you listened. You probably did not. But I, you you need to deliver on this show because I set you up behind the paywall <laughs> today. I told people that Rich is just foaming at the mouth uh, to bury New Japan on this show for this uh, for this other uh, disaster. And We'll get to that New Japan uh, USA card announcement and visa issue story. We're obviously going to lead off with that. We've also got, obviously, the Royal Rumble preview, the takeover preview. They're running some tournament at Access. We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to talk about. Uh, Dave Meltzer's report today, which is all over mainstream news now as well, including ESPN, uh, now that they are uh, the home of UFC, that Ronda Rousey may be finishing up at uh, after WrestleMania. Of course, the mainstream media is totally uh, misrepresenting what they've said. Uh, Dave never said she wasn't under contract until 2021, um, if you actually read what he wrote, but uh, we'll get to all that too. So it'll be a New Japan and WWE heavy show this week but uh first rich i figured uh uh, before we we head into the uh, new japan topic i know that uh you, you were disappointed this week because you actually spent some time uh bouncing around the globe here watching a bunch of wrestling matches and then uh we don't really have time to talk about them but i'm gonna slip it in here for you and i'm gonna give you a chance uh well actually what happened was we both watched a bunch of uh Wrestling matches from around, <laughs> but not the same we, stuff. <laughs> we didn't watch the same ones. Okay. So, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we're just going to, uh, you know, uh, go right down the list here. But you watched a couple. Now, I'm going to get to these matches, but um, it's no shock. I mean, you went right to right to wrestle one, and you watched T Hawk win that title uh, from Ashina from your boy Ashino. So, uh, uh, give us a couple minutes on it. What did you think of that match? Uh, did T Hawk? First of all, here's what I want to know. I'm going to interview you.
1: Okay. Yes. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm gonna interview.
0: You. So, T-Hawk wins the title, right? So, um, Ashino, of course, has been the Wrestle 1 ace for what? Last year and a half or whatever it is? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I forget exactly when the reign started. But, I mean, I I know that there was a little bit of a a blip in the reign, But, yeah, for the most part, he's been the man for, yeah, last year, year and a half or so.
0: I have not seen the match. I'm going to ask you. You're a pro wrestling expert. Did T-Hawk come out of this match feeling like a world champion to you?
1: Joe, T-Hawk's a fucking star. I cannot. The... All you know, when we were just screaming about his confidence, is screaming about why does this guy just not get it? it? It's just we can't, we don't see it in him and we just don't get that. Le- he's a fucking star in this match, Joe. You finish this match and go, Oh my God. I don't know if he's quite to the, the, the the extreme level that we're all kind of looking for. Like, I, I I think he still has a little bit of a work to do, but like it is night and day to com- compare to like some of his Kobe world made events or whatever, what his, even at his peak in Dragon Gate, what he was uh as a push commodity. I mean, he comes across as an absolute fucking just a dickhead. Just a, he, he, yeah, he comes across as like the perfect invader, the perfect dickhead and the perfect guy to win this title for Machino. So I, I, I think he's, there's still a little bit that needs to get there. Like I, I likened him to like, you can start seeing a little bit of like, shima in him and it's really starting to rub off now too like he even kind of is he's dressing like shima a little bit he's moving around the ring like shima a little bit like he's not full-on like a charisma magnet like shima is yet he still has a little bit of that to pull out but you will come away with this match going okay where was this t-hawk for the last three years and then say fuck it i don't care because it's here now and i'm ready for it so no he he comes across as a star for sure
0: okay immediate follow-up how did the wrestle one crowd take to the invader winning the world title
1: oh so that when that three count hit so they're the last five minutes joe like the the, the first portion of the match i won't i won't show your code completely it wasn't like the most exciting match in the world it's t-hawk and, and and ashino who aren't really like i like both the wrestlers but they're not guys that are going to blow your doors you know what i mean like it's not like you're going to get agree. this 15 minute oh my god i can't believe these guys just did. like it is slow it's methodical it, it, it's you know ashino's a guy who i love but but isn't kind of a, like an excitable wrestler in a lot of ways like he's a guy that that you know you 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 Watch the entire match, knowing that the finish and the last little stretch and a lot of the stuff that he does is going to matter, and it's going to be pretty cool and meaningful and whatnot. And and hawk is the same guy too. We, and that was one of the things we always talked about at Kobe World is like he would go thirty five minutes, and and it would just be a bore for the thirty minutes or so. And 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 I'm not going to say this was a total bore. It just wasn't the most excitable match that you're going to see all day. I mean, it's not like I know one of the matches I think that you saw was the the, the Violent Giants, uh, the Violent Giants, and the and Strong BJ, which that's just like twenty minutes of the, just dudes like going balls to the wall the entire time. This is not that. It's it's a little slow moving. But the last five minutes are just a ton of great back and forth. There's Sheena working over T-Hawk's knee, you know, Tiak having to sell the knee, and then eventually using the knee and and all those sorts. So I'm not going to spoil it too much for you because I do want you to kind of watch it and 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 see the the finish unfold on your own. But. The crowd is hot for it because they do not want this guy to win. Like they start off, there's a few little people that cheer for the strong hearts or whatnot. But by the end of this, there's like two people that care about the strong hearts. And then everybody else wants the Wrestle One guy to win. They want Ashino to win and, and defend their company. And it's one of the awesome reactions in, in, in wrestling when, because when they count the one, two, three, you hit one, two, three and then there's an audible like groan like oh god no right. <laughs> like like which is awesome it's just like disappointment like anger but a anger. good like oh yeah no like oh like where the, you get that where it's like oh crap like this little bit of yeah. like a oh my god they did it like I can't believe T-Hawk's the champion and, and the best part Shima runs in with the biggest shit eating grin in his entire <laughs> you know what I mean like right, right, exactly right. Like, you know what you can see here he's, he's jumping up and down with both his arms in the air going absolutely fucking nuts sure. and all the strong hearts run in there the Wrestle One guys like put their their hand, you know, their heads in their hands, and it's just like just disappointment, not because the match was bad or anything like that, but disappointment that their guy lost the title and that T Hawk now the, the you know the Strong Hearts representative is the champion. So the crowd, a very good reaction too. It's like this groan and this like air gets let out of the building, but in in all the right ways for sure.
0: All right, so that's number one. Looks like T Hawk is off to a good start uh, with that title win. Match number two, I want to ask you about. I did not see Strong BJ versus Violent Giants yet.
1: Oh, you got to do that. Oh, you got to do that.
0: Listen, I'm going to watch all these matches. But uh, what I want to ask you, so let's transition to that one now. Strong BJ, you want to talk about a provocative tag team? <laughs> I
1: was going to say Strong BJ. Let's
0: go. What's a more sexual tag team name? Strong BJ or Backbreakers?
1: Uh, definitely Strong BJ, for sure. I mean, come on. It's not even...
0: Backbreakers, like... I mean, you know, you're. Un... I think you might be underselling backbreakers and the sexual connotations there, my friend.
1: No, no, I, I get it. But I think like that's a pretty common term in in, in pro wrestling. So I don't... Uh... I, I get where you're coming from. If you asked, like, random person on the street which one they would probably say, I, I still think Strong BJ takes it. Because, like, how do you even begin to explain what strong BJ is like, Hey, like, you know what I mean? Like you can't bring that up in a normal conversation with anybody that doesn't watch, you know, big Japan wrestling. So.
0: No. Yeah. It's obviously strong BJ. I just want to see what you would say. So we've got strong BJ. We've got violent giants. This is for the all Japan tag team titles, I believe. Correct. Correct. But this took place on a big Japan show. Is that also correct?
1: Uh, Correct.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh, I have heard nothing but praise for this. Rich creates once again, you're a pro wrestling expert. Uh, let's let's do it this way. How many stars did you throw at this one?
1: Uh, you know, I am going to go back and rewatch it because I don't know that I appreciated it all the way. I, I really, really, right. really liked it, but then I kind of I left it like maybe like a four stars or somewhere around that range. And then I got online and I saw I asked some other people about it, and everybody else is raving about this thing. The issue was I paused it halfway between to talk to what because uh, I was watching it last night and this New Japan USA news came out, so uh-huh. I got very distracted for like an hour and then picked it back up after that. So I do need to watch it back like fully. Like I still loved it, and it's exactly what you would expect. You know the 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 names in this match. It's your Sushi Sakawa's, your 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 uh, you know your Suamas, your you know Desu Sakamoto's, your Yugo Kawashi. It's just men grunting and slapping each other for 20 minutes. It's exactly what you would expect from it. And and I really came away liking it. Like I said, four stars is is still pretty good. But then I saw some people putting it you know four and three quarters, five stars. Like it's one of the best matches I've seen all year. Like this is gonna be a match that's gonna make my top ten at the end of the year. I don't know that I had that quite of a reaction from it, so I do think I need to go back and watch it because I had a big, long, massive like hour and 15 minute distraction where I paused it halfway through and then picked it back up after that uh after the you know the new japan usa news came out so um i do want to go back and check it out to see if maybe i'm missing something or so you know sometimes you do that and i know you're kind of somebody who does that as well it's like when you finish a match and you're deviating a lot from the consensus you kind of wonder okay what's wrong? am i wrong or are they wrong like what, what what's kind of going on here so i i do want to go back and check it out but for what it's worth i still thought it was a pretty awesome match but uh, okay i have to see if it hits me on that level that it hit other people
0: so it sounds like you were distracted a little bit. Um, but from what you saw, was it exactly what I'm picturing in my head, what I can expect when I sit down and watch this match?
1: Oh, and it's for- exactly, yes. Yeah, you okay. know the names and you know the, <laughs> the venue and you know the people that like it. And, yeah, it's just grunting and, and slaps and chops and bombs. And, yeah, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. So
0: Let's stick with Sekamoto. Did you see Sek- this guy? Let me tell you, did you see him win the 0-1 title from Kohei Sato on the uh, 1st of January.
1: You know, I did not. I heard that match was pretty solid. I do need to actually go back and check out that one. Have you, uh, You've seen that one?
0: I saw that. Um, solid match, right in the same range for people who are listening. If you saw any of the, I think I'm the only person on Earth who watches 0-1. But if you saw Kohei Sato's matches against Yuji Hino last year in 0-1, because they feuded last year, it was very similar to those matches in both style and, uh, and, and quality. And then the very next night on a Big Japan show, Daisuke Sakamoto faces Ryota Hama. I don't know if you saw that. Number one, Hama just continues to gain weight, and I'm worried about him. Like, I'm not doing shtick here. The man is, is uh, grotesquely obese at this point, and I'm concerned. Um, you know, we all know he's got – that that's his gimmick. Um, but it's reaching – Yokozuna. Yeah, that's 96 levels of I'm concerned for the man.
1: Yeah, ask Yokozuna um, how like that's my gimmick worked out. Like it, it wasn't good, to the point where they had a WWF had to tell him like, okay, we just stop. Like you, you don't need to continue gaining weight. It's it's very very unhealthy for you. And then obviously they brought him to like fat camp and whatnot. And like yeah, obviously, they sent him it, to
0: the Duke, the famous uh, Duke weight loss clinic. I yes,
1: think, yeah, yeah. And and, and and
0: attempt to curtail it. Now for his part. Um, Hama was tremendous in this match. I mean, he's still moving around, okay. Um, that's not the issue. I just I look, he's he's getting older like we all are. uh, you know, we're all dying from the day we're born, you know, and uh, he's not getting any younger, and he's just continues to gain weight, and it's just it's not good. But Sakamoto went out there with him and and you know, I went no book on this. I, I you know, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So you know what I'm getting at here, Rich, we're going to do it. January 24th, the most provocative podcast, uh, wrestling podcast in the world, is going to be the first to nominate a leading Wrestler of the Year contender. Oh, already.
1: Vastling. <skins> Wrestler of the Year watch. That's <laughs> us it's nice. It's music. Wrestler of the Year watch. I like that. We've got to get set <eza mieux>
0: But the soundboard has to be you making that sound with your mouth. Like, just- <laughs> right, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I like the idea of me having to do it and try to remember what I did every single time and it being just like completely different every single time I do it. But yeah, like we need like sweeping graphics. Like we need Wolf Blitzer standing at a, at a screen, moving things around, like talking. Yeah, like we need it's Wrestle of the Year yeah. watch. It's begun, Joe. It's January 24, 2019. Let's go. What do we got? Wrestle of the Year. Kohei Sato. Daisuke-, oh.
0: Daisuke Sakamoto, the leader. For the Wrestler of the Year Award, it's his award to lose. He's collecting belts all over the place. He's having four-star matches everywhere you turned. He is my leader for Wrestler of the Year. Um, one more quick note. Did you catch any of the Evolve, which nobody knew was happening this weekend?
1: I didn't. Um, yeah, unfortunately. I did
0: uh... on that last week.
1: And yeah, well, I gotta, yeah.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, nobody was talking about these Evolve
1: shows. Zero buzz.
0: But here's what's weird. Because I watched bits and pieces of both. I'm going to finish them both um, later this week. But we're never going to talk about it again. But um, I'm going to go back and finish them. um, Because I want to see the rest of the shows. I saw the majority of both of them. Two shows from New York. I forget what the first venue was. But the second venue, of course, was La Boom. Nobody is talking about Evolve anymore. But here's the weird thing. Two packed houses. They both look like standing room only. Hot crowd first night. Fire crowd the second night. Rich, I kid you not. That crowd was on fire in La Boom. And these were packed houses like you have not seen for Evolve probably since a WrestleMania weekend. I mean, so listen, I think we see what's happening here based on this somewhat small sample size. We'll see if it carries over. They had Gargano in this weekend, so people came out to see Gargano. Uh, They've got Adam Cole coming in in February. Adam Cole's coming back, so we'll see what he does for them next week. But based on the small sample size, what I think we're seeing here is what we predicted. They're running off the indie fan. They're running off the super hardcore nerd But they are drawing new fans to the live shows thanks to these big WWE names. Now, we'll see the big key. Do you keep those fans? Do those fans come back when Johnny Gargano is not there? That remains to be seen. But uh, I I was very impressed um, with the crowd. You're not used to seeing red-hot crowds for Evolve shows.
1: No, (laughs) No, certainly not, no.
0: And, uh, you know, I thought that Fabian Ackner, who we found out finished up, um, you know he did a great job getting Darby Allen over. He wrestled him on both nights. The two matches had uh, there was good match to match psychology there, um, and and Akner lost on the second night. So Darby Allen gets the big win over the former Evolve champ and the guy that's all over. Gabe missed the Ackner thing by like two months. He's all over the network now on every fucking show, killing it. And Gabe got the guy before anyone knew who he was and uh, you know pushed him to the moon. And it just didn't work because the guy has no charisma, number one. That's a big problem. And number two, no one knew who the fuck he was. So uh, I think it might have worked better coming off of all these hot tag team matches on the network. Doesn't matter now. He finished up. Uh, the one match I saw that I thought was a major highlight was Anthony Henry against AR Fox and uh it looked like anthony henry's in the midst of a big push he won that match and that was a uh, crazy wild spot fest style match with the hot closing stretch it was an ar fox match and um and anthony henry came off of that one looking real good but um i, I can from what i saw i can recommend the Evolve shows just based on the fuck crowds alone and and it just helped the matches so much to have people that were into it but uh,
1: yeah that's I I so I didn't watch the actual shows but um, I was able to catch on YouTube like the recap videos or and whatnot and, and I came across the same way too like uh, you know watching even the highlights you could hear the crowd going nuts and I'm like man like this is so weird because in our little circle our little bubble like it's next to nothing like I texted you on Friday or I forget which night it was and I was like holy shit is there actually an Evolve show going on right now because I like I went on Twitter and like one person was talking about it I'm like what? what are they talking about like and I'm like wait shit this is like the Johnny Gargano weekend right like he's supposed to be here so it, it was definitely interesting that, like, in our little bubble, the, the buzz was zero. It was it was nothing. But the crowds, yeah, it were, it looked like they were pretty good, and they were they reacted pretty well uh, as well. So I always saw little highlights here and there. I, I would like to go back and, and watch them. I mean, there's absolutely no opportunity for us to, to talk about it again, because if we talked about him, like next week, I mean, God, it's like fucking ancient history at this point. But uh, uh, there was some interesting stuff on the show, and, and I liked, you know, Gargano cutting a really good, you know, classic, you know, Gargano babyface promo, which makes me just miss uh, that Gargano so much, because he's such a goddamn geek on NXT TV, which we'll talk about uh here in a bit but uh yeah no it was uh, it seemed like a pretty fun weekend for them uh Darby Allen continues to kind of get his upward momentum and and I don't know yeah in, in our circle the buzz is zero but uh they're they're really I don't know yeah I don't know if they're they're, they're starting to kind of attract a, a different clientele a different type of fan maybe moving forward which which hey if it sells as well as it did then go for it so
0: well i mean Gargano i'm glad you brought that up because he was totally babyface evolved gargano on these shows it was it was Lance Storm and Chris Jericho working one night stand and doing their EC and Lance Storm being uh, an Impact player and Chris Jericho being Lionheart. You know what I mean? It's like right, yeah, yeah. Back to evolve and he did his evolve thing, and that's what the people wanted. He didn't go. He wasn't doing his emo. Am I a face? Am I a heel? What am I? Is Tommaso Ciampa trying to brainwash me? None of that bullshit. Um, you know, old gear, old you know, big smile on his face, high five and everybody. He did the rah rah promo at the end, put over the crew. Um, it, you could tell that he genuinely was enjoying being there. It, you know, he beat us. I saw him beat Austin theory on the second night match was okay. Um, but you can, you can tell that this was not, he didn't need his arm twisted. And you know, you get the same sense. We'll see next time, but you get the same sense. We, we were told the same thing by supposed himself when it came to Adam Cole, Adam Cole's coming back. He's facing Darby Allen, by the way. So Darby Allen keeps getting these big spots against uh, WWE contract talent. And uh, you know, so uh, we'll see how the Adam Cole shows do. But they, they from what I saw, you, nothing but you know, buzz aside, um, very successful weekend uh, for Evolve. Um, from from at least from what I saw. But uh, yeah, so what do we call that? Bouncing around the world, bouncing around
1: uh, the world. Yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah, sorry. One more match I had to talk about as well. I oh, know. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, more. I don't That's know if fun. you saw. It. Did you see the last night of uh, Fantastica Mania? Uh, the I
0: have seen zero Fantastica. <sighs> What match was it?
1: Okay, so you missed... Uh, I, I watched the last two matches uh, of that night, and I feel bad. Like I really wanted to watch, because I actually really enjoy Fantastic Mania most of the time. And and for whatever reason, it was just like, it came up, we're doing like our match of the year right now, I'm busy in my personal life, and I was just like, god damn, like, I didn't get a chance to really dig into it all that much, which kind of stinks, because it seemed like some pretty fun shows. But uh, the last match, the, the, the real two that I watched from the entire tour, I, I do, at some point, would like to go back and see some of the recommended ones. I know uh, Ricardo, who did the reviews for our website, I uh, said there were quite a few matches that that, that really stood out to him. But uh, yeah, some st- ones that I watched, I watched the last two of the final night and uh, the main event was Volador junior versus Caristico, which was actually pretty interesting. Uh, the The first half of the match was essentially those guys trading like whatever move the one guy would do. The other guy would do again. Like if, if Volador did a plancha, then Caristico would do a plancha. If someone did a, a tope, then they would do a topé. And so and that was fun for like, Twelve minutes, and then you're like, okay, like <laughs> what's what's the next step in this match or whatever. But the last, you know, five or so minutes were awesome. Like guys are really good back and forth. Uh, you know, I'm always like every year I, I write Validor Junior's bio in 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 our in our ebook, and I'm usually like, yeah, we all kind of get excited about Validor, and then he just kind of stinks when it comes to New Japan. This was a, a rare opportunity for Validor uh, to be pretty good, and Christico looked great as well. So that that's a match that I would definitely recommend to check out. Uh, it's about 17 minutes, but it's real action packed and 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 real good uh, crowd heat as well. But the match I wanted to talk to you about Joe was the second-to-last match on the final night of Fantastica Mania, the My Dad is a Heel Wrestler special tag match with Sweet Gorilla Mariuma and Dragon George versus Ginbei Mask and Go- uh, Gokiburi Mask. I think I pronounced all those right. Uh, Dragon George pinned <laughs> Kinabe Mask via a Dragon Maker in 13 minutes. If you're asking what the fuck is going on, uh, Sweet Gorilla Mariyuma is Tokimakabe Dragon George is uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Ginbei Mask is uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Gokiburi Mask is uh, Ryusuke Taguchi. So they were all playing characters for My Dad as a Hill Wrestler, which is actually interesting that you brought up the Johnny Gargano thing, because this, again, was like this out-of-canon, like, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi shows up as the cockroach. He's wearing biker shorts and a t-shirt, and he's got some terrible mask on. He's, he's spraying bug spray in people's eyes. He's hitting people with fly swatters or whatever. It was so bizarre. And then there's Dragon George, who uh okada's playing he is he is kind of the the character in the movie is essentially okada in in himself but he plays a little bit different you know at the end of the match he still does a rainmaker and he does some you know basic stuff but but in the build-ups in the match he's he's acting a little bit different uh the makabe you know he he it's Togi makabe man you know he's not putting any effort into this he came out wearing like a purple jumpsuit but was exactly the same Togi makabe uh so sweet gorilla <laughs> Yuma was no different than Togi makabe uh and then rusuke taguchi uh he came in as a mass character too and he was kind of just a, a chicken shit heel uh, the entire time too which is pretty fun but yeah tanahashi seemed to play it up pretty well and uh the crowd w- it was awesome seeing the crowd do it because the crowd sort of bought into it too like okay haha what it is what it is um you know they were booing. You know Tanahashi, telling him go home. Uh, you know Cockroach was essentially the chant that they were saying because he's you know the Cockroach or whatever. So it was uh, it was definitely an interesting, fun match. Uh, where, where where do you stand on like guys playing movie characters in a wrestling match? Do You think it's fun? Do you think it's cool, or do you think it's kind of weird and and, and do you not like it that much?
0: No, I've got no problem with it on shows like that. That's you know it's it's the Fantastica Mania shows are basically out of canon for the New Japan guys anyway. Um, every now and then they'll run an angle or something, but it's more about the CMLL guys, and they'll have their title matches, and they'll have their rivalry bouts, and you know they'll have their tournaments sometimes on that tour, and and it's more for the new. It's more for the Japanese lucha fan uh, more than anything else, and the New the, the, Japan roster is just kind of you know they're kind of there for the ride. So uh, no, it doesn't. I don't. I don't mind it at all. What you're describing sounds fucking insane.
1: It's, it was weird, yeah. The match itself isn't that good, but it's just fun because the crowd. What's cool is the crowd just buys into it immediately. They're like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna boot Tanahashi." You know, we brings out the bug spray, and you would have thought he, you know, he, he was like, you thought he was like J White level heat as he's like spraying Dragon George with bug spray or whatnot. And 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 yeah, it's 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 well worth your time to check out. It's only about thirteen or so minutes, so it's not gonna, like and it's gonna take you forever to watch it. But uh, definitely something you could try to check out if you get a chance. So.
0: Well, I'll get to all the key stuff on Fantastic Mania. I just haven't yet. I, don't, you know, I, I just haven't got to it yet. Uh, but it's, it's funny. We watch all this wrestling, and how do we not watch any of the same matches?
1: Oh, no. We really should talk about this. But
0: It should be, it should be planned uh, somewhat in advance. Did you watch the Andrade Mysterio rematch best two out of three falls? Uh-oh. I didn't. You didn't see that either, huh? See, it's, <laughs> we're going to go 100% here.
1: I, yeah. Oh, is it good. sitting
0: on a DVR somewhere?
1: Uh, it's not, but it could be, I mean, I could, I can, I can acquire it if need be. So no, I, Uh, uh, I, I used to record every SmackDown and I deleted it because it was just like, I mean,
0: Rich is a pirate. They'll be okay. They'll be
1: okay. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. They'll survive. I think. Um, no, yeah, I was going to say, don't even bother. I mean, it was, it was good. Here's the thing. It was really good. Um, but you know, Samoa Joe ran in at the end and it was just a shitty DQ finish. So. Uh, yeah, and the finish kind of
1: hurt me on the on the, on the previous match. So yeah, that, that I I don't know if I like that.
0: But it was really good. It was way different. They, I'll give them credit for this. It was different than the match the week before, and I'm sure you've seen it. But the Andrade power bomb off the top rope that ended I did see that. Yeah, yeah, was one of the now that that is a disgust. That is a tremendous spot. You know, some of the spots the week before were a little overrated. That spot was fantastic because I have never seen a, a wrestler. Climb up to the top rope backwards the way that he did while holding another human being on his shoulders. That was so low key dangerous, and 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 they he made it look so fucking smooth. To ju- Rich, he stepped backwards up to the top with a human on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that done before. Uh, that was that was incredible, and then delivered the the, the power bomb off the top. So the first fall was great. Second fall, I thought was great because, I mean, even though it was only a 30 second fall, and I know that sounds bad because I know exactly you're rolling your eyes over there because you with these best of three falls matches. But what happened was, as soon as Andrade was chomping at the bit, like, you know, like a bull in the corner waiting to come out. And as soon as the referee said, okay, second fall, he went right for another powerbomb to try to just finish him off quick. Yeah,
1: okay, I like that. I like that. That's, that's, I have no problem with that.
0: Mysterio kicks out, so he goes for another one, right? And then Mysterio reverts counters it with a reverse Rana and knocks him out and scores the pen to tie it up. So it was a fast fall, but it was a good fall. You know, it wasn't one of them lazy. So they see Lucha falls and they just fucking roll them up or fucking whatever. for the Yeah. Yeah, they, th- yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what infuriates me. It's just like, yeah, yeah. That, I hate that, but no, I have no issue if like a fucking power bomb or like a counter is, is, is why it happened. So yeah. That's
0: yeah. Yeah. And then the third fall, of course was marred not only by the Samoa Joe run in, but also there was a very bad, alone spot which i don't kill them for because it was very difficult what they attempted to do and you know i'm like all right look they tried something ambitious no big deal it didn't hurt my enjoyment because they recovered very quickly you would have to see it to understand i'm not about to describe it um but yeah so the third fall fell apart a little and then it had the shitty finish but um but very different from the first match they didn't go out there and just repeat the first match and break it up into three falls here's what will infuriate you they have a best of three falls match the main event they gave like 30 minutes to it to it started at like the bottom of the second hour and they still took commercials during the action <laughs> despite the fact that two out of three falls matches have commercial breaks the built. literal in last
1: period yeah but
0: to the match but no they took commercials during the action in this match which is just infuriating but uh yeah so we saw a bunch of yeah, matches what? That is, they, what you, they,
1: you know about that like I every time I watch like TV wrestling especially TV wrestling now they they I know that they do it because they want like the viewer to get hooked through the ca- you know the commercial angle like a guy will dive to the outside the crowd goes absolutely nuts and they're oh we'll be right back and like they want you to to then kind of see it through but like by the time the, they always come back to commercial the crowd's always like dead and like they're in the ring doing like a, 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 a you know a rest hold or something like that I just find it interesting that like the, the biggest point in the match is when they cut away you, you know and they they always do that like it's always like this amazing spot that just happened it's like oh my god the crowd's going nuts and then they cut away and like i get that they don't want you to kind of change the channel but like it's not fucking 1998 anymore you can just you know
0: well the thing about it is then they come back and they're in a chin lock
1: right and that's what i mean like they come back and it's so fucking boring that like by the time they come back and nothing happened i'm like oh well you know that's when i want to leave is when i come back and nothing's happening like you know you, you don't really hook me you know with i i don't know yeah it's it's a strange thing that they do and it's just kind of the way they do it. It's their TV wrestling or whatnot. But yeah, it's um it is odd. Yeah. I don't uh not that I want chin locks to go into commercial breaks too. I, I, I don't know the exact right way, way to do it, but I don't know if like spot that the crowd goes absolutely nuts for is, is the exact time that you should be cutting away. But
0: whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's like you're saying they want you to think that this is a ton of action that you can't move away from. They're not gonna go into the commercial with the chin lock. They're gonna come out of the commercial with the chin lock. So
1: Which I um, guess is better. Yeah, well, yeah it's I don't fine. Think it's- Why
0: don't they just format their shows where they don't have to take commercials during (laughs) that? I I mean, that would kind of solve this. I mean, it's kind of stupid.
1: Yeah.
0: But we got to get into this new Japan USA thing, but rich, uh, don't you want to tell me all about zip recruiter?
1: I do. This episode of the voice wrestling flagship podcast is sponsored by our friends at zip recruiter. And Joe, do you know what's not smart? Don't answer that. I have an answer for you. Job boards that send you a mile high stack of resumes to sort through. But do you know what is smart, Joe? Again, you don't have to answer. I got it for you. Going to ziprecruiter.com slash VOW, that's ziprecruiter.com slash VOW to hire the right person today. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, then actively invites them to apply to your job listing. This guarantees that you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number 1 by employers in the US. And this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1000 reviews, so you can count on it. Right now, Voice Wrestling flagship listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's free at this exclusive address ziprecruiter.com/vow. If you love the Voice Wrestling flagship, if you love Joe, if you love me, show your support for us and our good friends ZipRecruiter by going to ziprecruiter.com/vow, that's ziprecruiter.com/vow. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
0: All right. Well, so here we go. Rich is just foaming at the mouth. He's been <laughs> snarling. He kept, by, he kept text messaging me all day. When are we going to do the show? When are we going to do the show? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to do the show. Because he wants to bury New Japan six feet under. But, but like, all joking aside, you are very fired up about this. Um, you are way more fired up about this whole situation than I am. Um, I think there was uh, one somewhat egregious mistake that that New Japan made. Uh, but but here's the thing. I am going to give the floor to you because I actually ranted about this behind the paywall a little bit today already. And I know that you are just dying to fucking go off. So Rich, Rich Grage, <laughs> the floor is yours. I think everyone's caught up on I'll tell you what, I'll set it yeah, up. Do we
1: need to, yeah, do you want to kind of give a little bit just in case? We do we, we do have listeners that aren't as, you know, tuned into every little dumb blow up that ever happens. I know there's a lot of people that just listen to us and, and kinda of, so yeah, just if if you can give a little bit of a background to this while we uh uh to set up the stage for, for, for me to, you know, cash all my oh. Kadani checks in and then just give it all up forever. So
0: All right. So I have an invader here. Amelia, what's going on? What's wrong? <laughs> Oh, she, she's she's right out there waiting for you. Okay, she was in the bathroom. Okay, so go ahead, close the door behind you. It's okay. Yeah, you see. Okay, there you go. Close the door. Yeah, in the kitchen. Exactly. Thank you. All right. So I don't know. You want to chop that out?
1: No, I'm um, gonna keep it. That's great. Uh, just Dad lands there. What's that? so? What was the issue? We don't. We can't find Mom.
0: No, nah, yeah. Well, you know, she went. The, the kid was in the. in bed already. So, but sometimes she wanders out of bed. Got it. And yeah, I can hear him talking through the door. Yeah, she, <laughs> and she was in the bathroom.
1: Your lovely wife is just trying to spend four minutes by herself.
0: I mean, she's trying to drop a deuce or something. For God's <laughs> sake. Okay, so the kid comes out of the bedroom, can't find Brittany, so I, I didn't lock the door, I guess, to the office here, so she comes wandering in, and I'm like, all right, well, what's going on here? She wasn't in a panic or anything, and then I guess you heard the rest. I'd explain to her, yeah, and then, you know, then she's reporting back to me, oh, I, I she's down in the kitchen, all right, well, go <laughs> hit the bricks. What are, we, what are we doing now? Hit the bricks, take a hike. <laughs> all right, so, uh, so I, I, I would have made that more entertaining if I
1: knew we were leaving it in. But, oh, yeah, no, it's all right. I don't want you to be mean, right? It was, you know, you were trying I to solve a problem mean. at the time. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't <laughs> I even mean, be mean. I wasn't going to be mean.
1: But I at least would have turned it into a bit if I knew you were leaving it
0: in. I could have got something good out of the game. Yeah, I could
1: have you know? maybe brought, went over this card with her, see what she thinks about Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors. And, you know, yeah, it could have been.
0: Exactly. You know, I, I could have made it a bit. Anyway, so New Japan. Uh, well, first of all, earlier in the day, Dave Meltzer tweeted out he said, look, I'm going to have in the Observer why these cards have been delayed. So immediately you know something's wrong when Dave's tweeting that out six or seven hours before the cards are announced. The cards get released at, you know, the usual New Japan, time. So they usually put the cards out, what, around 11 o'clock Eastern or yeah, whatever? Yeah, 10,
1: 11, somewhere in that range, yeah.
0: Okay. I saw some people saying, "Oh, they're trying to bury this well, on Wednesday." Yeah. <laughs> no, they always.
1: And that's why it sucks like when we record a show, we never know when they're going to drop, but we know that the second we're done recording, they're going to drop. So it's like this is the first time ever. Like normally we would have recorded Sometimes we do record on a Wednesday, but and it, and it happens all the time on Wednesdays. Sometimes it happens on Thursdays, but this is exactly when they always drop the cards. This is, this wasn't intentionally bearing it, you know, like, you know, hiding, like, you know, when, when, you know, a college co- fires a coach and they do it at, you know, five fifty nine on a Friday or whatever, like this isn't that, like this is, this was definitely just when they normally do it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, they put the cards out and, um, you know, I'm looking through these cards and we got the Juice Robinson Beretta title, US title match that we all assumed the tour would be built around. And I'm seeing some bizarre names like Tracer X is on the show and um, (laughs) Harlem Bravado (laughs) Bravado and the great Okarn was being flown in. And I'm like, this is some wacky fun. Right. And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's like no Japanese dudes on this show. So I was like, now I know what the hell Dave was talking about. And then I go on Twitter and I see that the world is melting down. So uh, what happened was, and we quickly found out from a New Japan source that the reason that the cards were delayed was because New Japan was having problems getting the visas processed. We were not given a specific reason. The rumor going around was that it was due to the government shutdown. That was later confirmed by both Dave Meltzer and by New Japan themselves, who released a statement about eight hours later on Thursday morning. And that was their explanation for no Japanese talent on the cards. People are fucking incensed. Uh, These basically are, I don't know, they're really good indie shows, but they're not New Japan shows in the sense that there's very little Japanese New Japan talent. There's plenty of New Japan talent, but very little Japanese. Only Okarn, that's the only guy. Uh, So, uh, Rich, I have set the deck for you. What the fuck went wrong here? You have called it an unmitigated disaster. Your words. (laughs) So the floor is yours. I I am not nearly as passionate about this as you are, so I am going to let you just destroy them like you have been doing on Twitter and in an article you wrote, although the article was kind of balanced. And, and and yeah, I was going to
1: say. I think you're selling a. I, there's there's something I am going to grill them for, and it, it's yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to that, but no, I, I, I think, know what it's
0: going to be, and I want yeah, you to yeah, do yeah. it because yeah. that's what makes the show provocative. So. <laughs>
1: So go for it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, obviously, if you want uh, a little quick rundown of the shows here, just kind of the main matches you have. This Los Angeles, Wednesday, January 30th, from the Globe Theater. Main event is Beretta and Rocky Romero versus Juice Robinson and Tracy Williams. So a little bit of a, a Rapungi Vice reunion, which is a uh, kind of cool. You also have Chucky T versus David Finley, Jeff Cobb versus Carl Fredericks. <laughs> Marty Skrull, and Brody King versus the Killer Elite Squad archer, David Boy Smith, Colt Cabana, Shane Taylor, Jonathan Gresham versus Tyler Bateman, and then Alex Coughlin versus Clark Connors. Uh, Charlotte, February 1st, you have uh main event here, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, uh, Juice Robinson defending it against Beretta. You also have Chucky T and Rocky Romero versus David Finley and Tracy Williams, David Boy Smith Jr. versus Alex Coughlin. The Great O'Karn versus Tracer X which is a real match that's happening in a new Japan show. And now you have to do a profile of trace Rex, uh, in the coming, (laughs) the upcoming new Japan ebook, which is incredible. Uh, and then the final night Nashville Saturday, February 2nd. And if you recall, we had talked about this too. Nashville was the one that was added later. We had heard that. No, 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 they're not just doing these two shows. They're not going to travel all the way to Charlotte and then not do something on the way back. There's going to be another show, but we didn't know exactly what the date was, what the exact venue was, all that sort of stuff. Well, it came to be Nashville, so that was the announced the, the last announced one. Uh, that one, your main event is Beretta, Chucky e. T, and Rocky Romero versus Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Tracy Williams uh, in an elimination tag match. Of course, Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Tracy Williams are in a uh, stable uh, now in uh, Ring of Honor, so that's the reason why those guys are teaming. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Brody King. Uh, Marty Skrull versus Clark Connors. The Great O'Carn versus Harlem Bravado. <laughs> that is that is a fire pro random match if I've ever seen one. Uh, them. can
0: I jump in real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Great Okarn in Rev Pro yet?
1: I've heard it's a disaster. I, I've only seen a few little clips here and there. Has it gotten any better?
0: It's, it's really awful. And the thing is, it, it's, it's really bad, but people ironically enjoy it. Okay. Um, but every match is the same, and it's not good. And I, I think the bit is that he's bad on purpose. Haven't really figured it out. If he's not being bad on purpose, then
1: <laughs> he's really bad. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it, it, but but the best part of the act is Lord Gideon Gray, and I don't think he's coming over. Oh, yeah. um, but but he does a great job. He gets in the ring and tries to put this motherfucker over because he was by himself at first, and it and it was just bombing. So they pair him up with Lord Gideon Gray, who's like he's the he's the typical guy who, if this were the 1970s, he would have been a manager a long time ago. If you, if you catch my drift,
1: he can't really work. But... A <laughs> bad wrestler that's good at talking, yes. <laughs> and he's a
0: good talker. and he, you know, he, he, So they pair him up with Lord Gideon Grey, and this guy works his ass off to get Carn over, and the act has improved tremendously now that they've added Grey to the act, and it's gotten over at least on an ironic level, and he's, un- he's doing an undefeated gimmick. It's funny because if you look at his cage matches, one match he's had outside of Rev Pro he lost. But he's undefeated in Pro, so he's doing the undefeated gimmick, he holds one of their titles, and uh, for people, I, I have no idea how the people on these three shows are going to respond if he comes here and does the same exact act, which I assume that he will, but you may continue.
1: Okay, so just kind of get a little bit of background again, like Joe said, I, I have an article up on voice com right now called the blame game where we kind of go through the background of what all happened with this and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, and we talked about this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I think these were announced in in whatever it was, whether it was December, I think it was late December or something like that, that they announced these shows. And you and I came on these airwaves or whatever, airwaves, it's a fucking podcast, I don't want to say airwaves, the, 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 whatever, who cares. <laughs> and said, we were kind hey, of like, girls. okay,
0: iHeartRadio. Oh, that's
1: true. iHeartRadio. 30 million
0: yeah. subscribers. We are on airwaves, my friend. There you go. Okay? You're right. Don't you're right. us there.
1: Um that so we came on here and said like well this is kind of weird because we looked at these ven- so obviously with, with, the, with the progression of new japan they started obviously with the walter pyramid and some you know random venues in long beach or whatnot and then they moved on to the cow palace and whatnot and it kind of was like okay they're they're moving up the ladder they're moving up to bigger and better venues then obviously we have this msg show with ring of honor and it's like all right cool they're at this level where they're running basketball arenas and running big time you know uh, arenas around america or whatever and then when we heard that these that they were going to the globe theater the the, the gary whatever the gary colson i forget what the hell the name of it is and then i forget where where they're running exactly in nashville and our 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 conversation at the time was like hmm those are not big venues like they're definitely scaling it back a little bit and it's not one big mega show it's not g1 special in Cal, you know san francisco or whatever it's not like you know this this strong style evolved or whatever it's like you know these these new beginning in the usa's and they're like they're in these smaller venues and they're in these like kind of interesting locations that they normally wouldn't go and 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 we came on the show and said you know, people that are expecting a Kenny Omega, Okada, and Tanahashi, like you're probably going to be disappointed. It's probably not going to be that. It's it's going to be scaled back shows. That now the breadth of what got scaled back, we'll, we'll get to in a bit. But I think it was kind of interesting as I was going back, I was looking at the press releases that New Japan released, and, and I thought this is a uh, uh, kind of telling as well. So this is the uh, when they initially announced the shows. Here's the press release they said. I uh, said the New Beginning USA will overlap with the New Beginning in Sapporo that will take place in Japan on on February 2nd and 3rd wrestlers who are not a part of the Japan matches. will be heading out to the U S matches. This is our first foray of U S expansion that is not determined by the schedule in Japan, which was another red flag that we mentioned is okay. Well, they're running a tour here. So all your big stars are basically going to be in Japan. And then whoever is left is going to come to this new Japan show uh, in the USA. So, so we kind of, the expectations were kind of already there, that this is not going to be your Tanahashi's New your Okada's and your Naito's and those sort of guys. It's going to be the leftovers from new beginning and Sapporo. We'll, we'll, we'll go over there and, and, and do stuff with LA dojo guys and, and do stuff with maybe the the, the new Japan talent that that's, you know, more domestic or, or, or just whatever. I mean, whoever is not on those Sapporo cards will probably be on these new Japan shows. That's our assumption that we made or whatever. Um, and then they, uh, you know, they announced a little bit later that uh, three young lions have debuted in the U.S. So far, the new beginning in USA is the third pillar of New Japan Pro Wrestling's U.S. expansion plan, along with big match production and new talent development. Which was another little red flag again in that initial press release of saying, okay, this is not going to be a star-studded affair at all. This is not going to be, you know, what what we're used to with these shows. This is going to be sort of pared down a little bit. With that said. You still expected New Japan, and they explicitly said "You know, wrestlers who are not a part of Japan matches will be heading to the U.S. matches. So, okay, then you get yeah New Year's Dash, obviously, uh, January 8th, I think, or January 7th or 8th or whatever. You get Nuju Nagata and Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Hiroki Koto and Jeff Cobb. They're exchanging words. It's pretty obvious that they're building to a match with those guys. Well, a few days later, the New Beginning Sapporo cards come out. Those guys aren't on the shows whatsoever. Those four dudes are nowhere to be seen on the uh, Sapporo or Osaka, I should say, uh, those two shows. They're nowhere to be seen on those shows, which leads you to believe, okay, those matches are meant to be in America. They said explicitly that the people who are not on Japan will go to America, and, and those guys were obviously building a match. So it makes all the sense in the world that they would be on those USA shows. The announcement comes last night, and they're not there. There's no one there. There's no one Japanese there. It is a New Japan show without japan it, it, you know great O'Carn is there and obviously yes okay juice robinson is 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 a new japan talent or whatever beretta and chucky e. t for now are new japan talents or whatever rocky romero you know yes there are jeff cobb is, is still going to come over but gone are you know Ishii, gone are goto gone or nagata and, and also other guys too if you look at the um the Sapporo and Osaka shows, no Roppongi 3K, no are on those shows. So you get, you can maybe make an, an assumption that, okay, Rocky's going to be there, maybe yo come over. Okay, there's no Satoshi Kojima either. He could have just taken the tour off. That's reasonable, you know, potentially reasonable. Whatever, he's not listening on those shows, so maybe there's an off chance that he's going to be there. The big one, too, is Liger. Liger is not on the Sapporo and Osaka shows. He always comes to America when he can. He's nowhere to be seen on these shows. So when the initial tweet comes out and, and the initial card release comes out and this is what you get, the vitriol was deserved because it was like, what the fuck happened to these shows? Why is the Great Okarn facing Harlem Bravado? Why are all the main events all just Ring of Honor dudes and and guys that are in some ways, you know, they're building a feud in Ring of Honor right now? And and where the hell are any of the Japanese guys? There's no Japanese guys in here except for the Great Okarn, but I'm not really going to count him because he's in, you know, obviously an excursion at REPRA right now. So there was a ton of vitriol. People were rightfully pissed, I think. And, and and this is where things get a little weird because then we sort of started hearing all the rumors and everything saying, hey, you know, there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. And we heard from a few different sources. Here's, you know, I, the rumor has it, the shutdown is, is, is causing issues in visas. Then we have people saying, no, that's not it because you can get a visa in quickly and the shutdown doesn't matter. Wh- whatever the exact reason is. I don't know. The, the blame being given by most people, by the sources that we had, and then eventually by new japan which we'll get to in a sec was the shutdown the shutdown causing a, a delay in visas maybe you can still get your visa but maybe it's taking fucking forever so they applied in november or whatever but they're waiting they and they still don't have it and maybe they were supposed to get it a few weeks ago and they never got it and they just never they didn't know what to do they they didn't they didn't they, they waited until the last possible minute until it got too late and they said fuck it we have to announce these cards as is without any of these guys on here the real issue, I think, that, that New Japan made here is that they allowed people to get pissed and upset and annoyed and angered and go, what the fuck? I bought tickets to these shows. I'm flying across the country for these shows, and I'm getting, you know, Tracy Williams, David Finley, and Juice Robinson versus, you know, uh, you know Beretta, Chucky e. T, and Rocky Romero. Like, that's a good match. Like, I don't <laughs> – I mean, I really look forward to that match, but that's not what I'm buying in New Japan, The New Beginning, in USA – Ticket for. I'm not buying a New Japan and USA ticket to see Clark Connors and and, and Jeff Cobb. I'm not buying that ticket to see Harlan Bravado. I'm not buying that ticket to see, you know, Carl Fredericks versus David Boy Smith Jr. or whatever. Like that's not what you want. And 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 I think one of the big issues is is that New Japan then, what What was it, seven or eight hours later, comes out with a statement and says the reason why, you know, there's certain talents aren't on the show is because we have visa issues with the shutdown. And and I get that. And 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 here's kind of the, as I've kind of been able to write through this article and talk to people and discuss all this stuff about it, like, people are rightfully pissed about what these shows have, have delivered because it, 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 you, when you buy tickets to a New Japan show, the trust is that I'm going to get New Japan talent in some way, shape, or form. And now you have some New Japan talent on here, but it, it, it feels decidedly lack of New Japan. Like, it doesn't feel like a New Japan show in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. It feels like a Ring of Honor show. It feels like a really good, maybe indie super show or whatever. And I, I understand absolutely why they did it. Like, and initially when, when I saw those cards, I'm like, wow, they really fucked people over with this shit, waiting for them to sell out really quickly, which I should mention that Los Angeles and Charlotte, you know, sold out very quickly and Nashville tickets are still moving a little slow. And, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, they really fucked people over and just said, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Just have these shows and, and no one's going to care and they'll show up anyway and do whatever. Then we get the statement that it is officially from New Japan word, the shutdown. And, and my big issue is why did that statement not come out before? Because I think that could have changed the entire perception and could have changed all this argument. and I don't even know if we're having this conversation right now. If, if a day prior, two days prior, they came out and said, look, we're, we're doing major restructuring to the cards of the New Beginning in USA out of our control because of the shutdown. We were unable to get visas. We're doing what we can to reshuffle the cards and get you the, the, the proper New Japan experience or the best we can offer the New Japan experience despite these issues or whatever. Do that two days prior. Do that a week prior. Do it whenever prior. And I think then when these come out, I think you get less vitriol. Instead, what they did is they released these cards and people looked at them and went, what the fuck is going on? These assholes totally sold us a bad deal of goods. They did this, this, or this, or whatever. And I'm not blaming them. This is obviously out of their control, but what was in their control was doing some sort of damage control before. Doing some sort of PR before. Getting out ahead of that story. And I think that's where they really dropped the ball. And that's what made it a really unmitigated disaster is that they let people get upset. They let anger control the narrative and then they come out later with the with the press release whether they wanted to or not whether the whole intention was hey release the cards then eight hours later come up with a press release it feels reactionary and it feels like oh shit people are mad about this let's come up with a a press release and and again i don't feel like there's any i don't feel like new japan is doing this intentionally i don't think they're 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 rubbing their hands together and going aha stupid americans are buying tickets to our bad shows or whatever i don't think that's the case whatsoever i think they were dealt a really bad hand with the government shutdown obviously and, and if we are to believe them about the visa issue like these guys just can't get clear, and these guys cannot come to the the country to do these shows i understand that but the problem was i think the rollout that they did this they should have gotten out ahead of the story instead of letting people get upset letting people get angered and letting them feel reactionary in 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 a lot of ways so that that's my real big anger here i'm not like you know shaking my fist in the air and going oh my god fuck new japan these assholes or whatever i just think they really dropped the ball there by not getting out ahead of the story and not putting the sympathy on them instead of the way they did it is they made it so you could get mad at new Japan. And then they said, Oh, well, it's not our fault whereas they could have initially just said, hey, don't get mad at us. It's not our fault. We're doing all we can to make it the, the best we can. You apologize in advance. You under-promise and then maybe over-deliver in a lot of ways. If you say, hey, look, these cards, we're missing a lot of the guys, but we're going to do whatever we can to make this, you know, your, your ticket-buying experience proper, like whatever, the, whatever the terminology you want to use. But getting out ahead of the story, I think would have been so much better than what they did. I think what they did was a real, real, real bad way uh, to go about PR. And, and I think it's going to cost them in a lot of ways. I really do think that this is going to be one of those I don't know if it's like they're never going to be able to run in America ever again. And oh, my God, no one's going to buy a ticket again. But I think they violated some trust here with this and and not not by their and not by their intent. It happened. But I think the way that they went about it is in some ways going to violate a lot of trust from people that that thought that when I buy tickets to New Japan show, I'm going to get New Japan talent. Whether that was out of their control or not, like there's still that idea that like, hey, you you release these cards and then later said, oh, sorry. Yeah, these kind of suck. Sorry.
0: And I want to have a conversation about that, but I want to get to that after we unpack some of the rest of this. Um, Here's my thing on a lot of what you just said. I see some people attempting to point the finger and blame New Japan for the perceived quality of the shows. And I I don't see any way that you can do that. Um, They were dealt an extremely tough hand. They did the best they could with a very hard situation they, they essentially booked all of their american talent that wasn't booked for japan so they did everything they could on that front they booked the dojo boys which we all knew they were going to do and they said they were going to do um they lost out on the half a dozen or so japanese talents um in my view they they waited too long to let i'll, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but they had to fill out the cards uh, with indie guys, with your Tyler Batemans and your Tracer X's and, and 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 people like that, and and they did the best they could to at least construct six or seven or eight match shows. I don't think you can point the finger now. Here we have evidence that they didn't intend for the shows to look like this because, like you noted earlier, those half a dozen or so talents were not booked in Japan. So we that's. Pretty solid evidence that they intended for those those wrestlers to work the United States shows. I think that we would have gotten the Yuji Nagata Ishi match, and we would have gotten the Jeff Cobb Gotō match on uh, on 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 you know on, on scattered ar- among these shows. Uh, they probably would have headlined because I don't think the six man elimination in Nashville right. is a headlining match, right. and I don't think the Roppongi 3K um, reunion. It's it's a it's 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 a, it's a nice little hook, but I don't think that's a headlining match either. So I think we would have gotten Jeff Cobb defending that t v title against Goto, and I think as a main event somewhere, and I think we would have gotten Ishi and Nagata as the main event on the third show um so I don't but look they were handed a terrible hand where I think you can point some blame is something that a point that you just uh made and I agree with they should have let people know that they were going through this issue way sooner, okay? They waited till after they announced the cards, and I think that the best time to have done it, and I talked about this behind the paywall, would have been around the time that they announced the Nashville show. Because at least at that point, they could say, hey, look, the people in Nashville, you at least know the deal. Okay? The government shutdown was announced right around Christmas, I think December 24th. And they applied for the visas, so they claim in November. I I don't see. And and there's other people saying, well, they probably dropped the ball. with the." Listen, this isn't their first rodeo. They've had many. This is like year two or three of them running shows in the United States. They've never had an issue with this before. So why would I think all of a sudden they don't know how to get these visas? I'm sorry. I can't buy that. Um, There's a history here. And I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they went about this in the right way. The only thing that I see that has changed is that we do have a government shutdown. So uh, I kind of buy the excuse. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They've never had an issue with the visas before. So I don't think it's fair to point fingers at them. Now, if it comes out that they're bullshit and that they drop the ball in some way, bury them beneath the earth because that's bullshit. To then turn around and then blame and then have a convenient scapegoat of this shutdown. Uh, people sending us links of how visas work and all this, none of that compels me. Because, look, I understand that you know it's not necessarily tied to to, the, but I can totally see why that might slow the process down. And we've been told by other people that some lucha wrestlers have been having trouble getting visas too. So um, I'm not compelled by the links you're sending me, and, and it, it, that doesn't move me at all. Um, but, yeah, I don't point the finger at them. For, now, here's the other thing when you really look at these shows too, they really delivered on everything with the exception of the Japanese talent, which was out of their control. So I can't really get on New Japan's case from that standpoint, because this was extenuating, non-routine circumstances that they had to deal with here, and that's what screwed them here. I I agree with you. They're not mustache-curling villains who were planning this. And here's the other thing too, Rich. Charlotte and LA sold out already. The, The the, the biggest match on this entire tour is Juice Robinson Beretta for the U.S. title. If they really wanted to be sleazy, they could have moved that match off of a show that sold out already to Nashville to try to sell more tickets in Nashville. They could have done that. No one would have been the wiser if they put that U.S. title match on the Nashville show. And actually, it probably would have been smart to do that to try to, because that show's not selling any tickets and the card stinks and it's probably not going to sell out now. But they didn't. They didn't screw the people in Charlotte who sold the building out before they knew about this and the people in Charlotte are still getting the best match on the tour and they very easily and none of us would have been the wiser. They could have very easily moved that match to Nashville, which would have been the smarter business decision, but they didn't do that. So I have to think that Nashville would have gotten one of those Japanese matches that just can't happen because that elimination tag is not a main event and there's no main event on that show. You can kind of get by with that uh, Rapongi 3K reunion, not Rapongi 3K, uh, Rapongi Vice reunion in LA, and sell that as a main event. I, but but that Nashville main event, in no way, shape, or form, is a main event match. That, that is a that is a Ring of Honor mid card match. Those are two Ring of Honor. It's a Ring of Honor faction against a bunch of guys. I mean, I mean, so come on. So I don't see New Japan being sleazy or dirty or doing poor business from the aspect of the way the cards are put together. In fact, I see the opposite. What I see a problem with is they really should have said that they were having these visa problems right around the time they, they announced the Nashville show. And they waited until after they announced all the shows. Where I disagree with you slightly is announcing it the night before or two nights before, I think still would have been too late. And I'll explain why I think why. I think if you come out the night before, before the cards are announced and you say, hey, look, We're about to give you these cards, guys, but they're going to be shitty. And here's why. I think they still get piled on because then everyone's waiting for these shitty cards and waiting to pounce on them. Then everyone's saying, oh, wow, I can't wait to see these disaster cards that don't have Japanese wrestlers on them. And then everyone's waiting to dunk. I think the time to do it was several weeks earlier. I think the time to do it was before the nashville show
1: okay I'll, I'll agree to that yeah i'll agree that maybe doing it like hey guys in two hours we're gonna release some sh- real shitty cards so get ready is probably tough but i think uh, yeah when because the, the the story that we heard is that new japan waited until the last minute i mean they were sitting there saying oh jesus what let's hope that this gets resolved let's hope something happens and, and it just it when it wasn't happening then they decided okay look we gotta adjust we gotta change we gotta just do whatever and i think yeah that it may have been a good idea to a few weeks ago saying hey we're having difficulties uh obtaining visas due to the government shutdown we'll We'll keep you updated on on the cart. Like keep people be transparent. I think uh, maybe from the be- the beginning would have been a better idea. Uh, uh, instead of, Nash- yeah, the, yeah,
0: the Nashville fans at least could have had fair warning. And and, and 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 I don't think they intentionally pulled the wool over the eyes of Charlotte or L.A. I,
1: just I, think- I don't. No, no, no. I, I I don't either. And that's where I think we deviate from a lot of other people. Because a lot of people are sitting there going, oh, my God. like I don't think there was any malice on New Japan's end in this way, shape, or form. They just got dealt a bad hand and, and did not respond in a, in a very smart or very proactive way whatsoever.
0: I believe they gambled, think- hoping that it would clear itself up and no one would ever know the difference. I believe that was the case. And then... By the time the Nashville announcement came and, came and went, it was really too late. By then, you're pot committed and you have to wait till the very last minute. Right. You have to. Um, you know. So the, 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 if you were going to get out in front, the time to get out in front was before they announced the Nashville date. That was absolutely the time to do it. They were pot committed at that point. They had to wait it out. They waited till the last possible moment that they could. They gambled and they lost. And that's why this is a PR disaster. They took a chance and gambled instead of coming out a couple weeks ago or whatever it was and letting everybody know the deal and what was going on. And I think from there, when they saw the backlash, they said, oh, shit, now we have to put the statement out. If people didn't react as excruciatingly poorly as they did to this, I don't even know if they put out that statement. I, think I don't think so either. Yeah. And, is and, they- which
1: is a, a bad idea, too. That's yeah. a, a, they, they needed to get out of this. that, that is, yes. I, I think we can all agree to that.
0: Yeah, it was handled poorly. The PR aspect of this was bungled badly. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the rest I don't blame them for because it yeah. was out of their. Hands. If I'm a ticket, if, if I had tickets to one of these shows, I am disappointed, and I'm a, I'm a little bummed out. But I'm not mad at the company. How can I be? They can't control this. They did what they could. But I am disappointed that I have a ticket to, the, to these subpar shows for sure. But I, I can't be mad at the company under these circumstances. I'll tell you what. The Nashville people, I think they could be mad if they want. Okay, oh, I'll
1: that's, give you that. a, that's a good card. Because, <laughs> that card sucks. Well,
0: not even just because of the card, but because, like I said, they could have at least by that point said, you know what? This might not happen. We better say something. We already sold tickets to these other two cities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's not a hot idea to sell tickets to this third city and by the way open up more seats for Charlotte which they also did after the fact. So if you want to get on New Japan I think that's your angle.
1: Oh for sure. I, yeah, they they I, they, they, were, they were they were operating under the assumption that eventually this was going to get th- Solved, which is a bad. I'm, I'm, I'm always a pessimist. (laughs) Shockingly, on the show, like I would have thought, the second there was any of a delay, okay, we got to let people know there's a delay here, and we they might not get what they. Instead of they were going ahead, saying, "Hey, whatever, 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 keep doing, keep going, keep going, keep going," because eventually this is going to get solved. Eventually. They'll be fine. We'll get our visas, and this government shutdown won't be a thing, or it won't it won't matter, or we'll you know we'll get them maybe a week prior. We usually get them three weeks prior. We get them a week prior, whatever. But we're going to still go there. They were under the assumption that this was going to go through until a few days ago, and they just said, "All right, fuck it. That's it's not happening. What do we do now?" And that's you know that I, I get it. I, I appreciate their optimism, but I think you really should have gotten ahead of it because of this, because there were people buying tickets. Under the assumption they were getting a New Japan show when, when you know, there were there wasn't a, 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 you know, potential to get a very un New Japan show on, on this tour, which is exactly what happened for for a few of these shows.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they were optimistic more than just hopeful. I think they were just praying that it would come through.
1: Yeah. Um, which,
0: which is why I just got delayed so much. And they were like, look, we cannot wait anymore. Um, you know, after all of this, it would be. Pretty crazy if like the visas came through tomorrow, and then they sent everybody and reshuffled the cards. Like I'm kind of hoping that's what happens, just for the chaos and 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 and, and the, the utter nonsense that would yeah. uh, that, that would that would make this whole situation. But um, but yeah, and, and then it's like you know, and then it's like if and then you see these extreme takes. Oh, they should cancel the shows. I come on, I I don't buy that at all. Um, here here's here's the key thing. There, they never announced anything. There, you know, it's not like they announced those matches and then took them away. That would be a totally different scenario. Then I'm all aboard with giving everybody refunds and shutting the thing down. But they didn't false advertise a thing. I mean, you went over those press releases earlier, and they pretty much said, "Hey, look, we're going to develop talent, we're going to use the Dojo kids, We're going to use talent that's not on the Japan tour." They delivered on everything with the exception of the Japanese talent, which was out of their control. Um, so I mean, look. I'm not going to go on the same blind ticket rant that I went on behind the paywall. If you want to hear me scream and yell about people buying blind tickets, uh, $5. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling, whatever it is. You can listen to that rant. That is
1: correct. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling is indeed correct. So,
0: Yes. Um, so I'm not going to repeat that whole rant. But this is another lesson in buying tickets blind. Because even if it doesn't even necessarily mean that a nefarious promoter is going to look the fuck you over. Anything can happen. You don't, you know, they announced nothing and you run out and sell out LA. I, my my sympathy is limited if you buy a blind ticket. I'm not saying I have no sympathy for these fans. I feel bad for them, but it's limited sympathy. I don't think that they are owed uh, an automatic refund. I don't think that they should shut these shows down. You, when you buy a blind ticket, you are taking an inherent risk. You just are. Because it's a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. With that, now, listen, there will, peop- there will be people that will say, uh, instead of saying don't buy blind tickets, why, why should promoters be allowed to sell blind tickets? And you know what I would say to that, Rich? I agree. Yeah,
1: I'm with I you. Think- <laughs> I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I don't
0: think promoters should sell blind tickets. I think it's a dirty tactic because they know they can take advantage of it because people will buy them. You know, I've been making this same rant for seven years, and I'm going to make it until I fucking die. I am not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of promoters selling blind tickets, but they're going to sell them if you're going to buy them. The only people that could stop this are fans. We're the only ones who could stop this practice, and it may be too late because fans are scared that they're not going to get in. But you know what? If you're the one that has to get in that building and buy the ticket and be in the first row and all those sorts of things, you have to accept that every now and then you are going to get burned. And I'm sorry, but my sympathy is limited for you if that's the case. I, I, I can't because, because you are making the choice. I have to have this ticket now. I have to make sure I'm there. Well, if you get burned, that's on you
1: yeah yeah and, and the thing is with this issue is I think it started as as the ticket buying and, and and a blind ticket issue, and I think once we got the official word from New Japan and once the rumors were kind of confirmed i I, I don't feel like this is quite the that same, you know you know what I mean like we, there's many times where I think we can have the blind ticket discussion and, and rant or whatever. This one seems like a little weird, you know what I mean like I don't know that it's exactly the same thing. I don't think anybody's
0: the same thing. it's extenuating circumstances right but my right right is anything can happen
1: right, right anything yes
0: can happen. When you're buying a blind ticket. Now, if they had announced the cards and then ran into this visa issue and changed the cards, now you have my full sympathy. 100%. Because you bought something and now you're not getting it. What did these people buy? They bought a promise of nothing. They bought something. Now listen, when you buy that, a blind ticket... Yeah, t-
1: they, they, well, they did buy the promise of New Japan in the United States. You know what so I mean? I just New just Japan for wrestling in the United States. Was, when was you what buy a blind
0: bought. ticket... You were buying a ticket based on reasonable expectations, right? Is that fair to say? Okay. And the reasonable expectation here was you were going to have some Japanese talent that was out of New Japan's control. But the fact of the matter is they never false advertised anything. Okay. And that might sound a little cold, but again, I have sympathy, but it's limited. I don't think, here's the thing. I, I look at these cards and there's no Japanese talent. But aside from that, I think they met a reasonable expectation here. The part that they didn't meet was out of their control. So again, I don't know how you can get on the company and be out there screaming and yelling about refunds. This, this is a weird situation, and to me, it just strikes me as a bummer if I have these tickets. I know that New Japan has run shows in this country many times and has never had this issue. Yeah. Why, why would I not give them the benefit of the doubt in this situation when they've never had this issue before? And when we can see that they left those talents off of their cards in Japan.
1: Right. The intent was there. The intent I, at new year's dash the was these matches. Were delayed too. Are, yeah. Go go ahead. Yeah.
0: And, and, and the third piece is that the lineups were delayed. So there's it. it we're just, look, I don't see why you wouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt. They've never blown this before. Why all of a sudden do we think that they, they, you know, uh, th- that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and they screwed it up when it's, when they've never uh, had any kind of it. Listen, If they would have had visa issues uh, in the past, then I would say, okay, you know what? Maybe there's something. Maybe they're full of shit. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, go ahead
1: yeah so i was just gonna say so the exact response from new pan was uh it is with great disappointment that we must announce that due to ongoing 2018 2019 united states federal government shutdown we were unable to obtain visas for our japanese talent who are working uh who are looking forward to seeing our u.s fans at the new beginning in usa so so whatever I, like again i don't know how the process works i have no idea if they dropped the ball and waited too late and procrastinated and, and and that's the reason why or but like you said they've never had an issue with this before and i know that people are like well why didn't they get it years prior why didn't they get visas for everybody it's not that easy you know what i mean like it's it's, it's it's very difficult to do that i mean if it was that easy a lot more canadian talent would uh very legally be uh, wrestling in the united states as opposed to what they're doing right now it's just it's just not that simple and easy to kind of say hey get these click all right there you go so so that, that's where the sympathy comes a little bit there and and one thing i did want to say as well is is kind of going you know i, I was kind of looking through facebook groups and and some other set of outside of our bubble conversations about this and and, and you know how you um or we, we're kind of in our bubble we know that a lot of people know about the shutdown they're kind of like oh yeah whatever Otherwise, outside of this, like there are people reacting to this card as if they have no fucking clue that this shutdown has any of going, why the hell? What a terrible card. Yada, yada, yada. And that's why I think New Japan yeah. should have weeks ahead got ahead of this because even with that statement eight hours later, there are people still to this i'm I'm looking at one that just got posted 10 minutes ago that seems you know uh seems like most people are upset with the cards only because they would have preferred to see more japanese talent but uh, that won't happen because the new New beginning shows in japan literally days after i don't blame them so this is a guy who just a few hours ago is saying oh it's because there's a uh, tour going on in japan and that's why there's no japanese guys here when that's not the case but new japan did a horrible job of 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 getting the getting it out there like the, the the having the press release in a separate link too kind of stinks as well like just make it obvious like from the beginning hey our intention was to have yada 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 this guy this guy this guy on the show but due to visa issues here's who you have like i just think there were so many things they could have done to change the conversation because right now if you leave our bubble you leave kind of the smart wrestling bubble people think that new japan just booked an roh show and just said fuck off and 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 too bad and we know that that's not the intent but because of their poor communication, it comes across to a lot of people that that was their intent, and, that, and that's, that's unfortunate.
0: They should probably get some emails out to anyone who bought a ticket. I mean, if they're not doing that, they, they absolutely should. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's the PR mess here. They, you know, they didn't get out in front of it nearly enough, or at all. you know. And, and, and it, it, by getting it out eight hours later, it does feel reactionary, as opposed to, like you said, getting out in front of it. And, and you're still going to have your people who are on another fucking planet. Who Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you're always going to have people like that. But I think it would have curtailed that um, to some extent had they warned people that this was a possibility. I mean, they could have said weeks ago, hey, look, we're waiting. There's nothing we can do. It's out of our hands. We're waiting around for it. We have a contingency plan that you might not be thrilled with, but we're doing our best. That would have been the best way to approach it. And, and then you can say the night before, hey, look, the visas didn't come through, we're announcing the cards tomorrow, and they may not be what you were hoping for, but we tried our best. And then if you have a statement and a follow-up statement like that, I think this goes a little bit smoother. But um, as far as, I said I wanted to get back to this, as far as how this affects fan goodwill moving forward, obviously when you have fans like the ones you just described who are clueless and on another planet and don't understand what's going on, I would think it's going to hurt them with those fans. I will say this, Rich, then I'll let you speak on it. I hope this hurts fan goodwill with them. I hope people don't run out and buy tickets to New Japan shows as soon as they're put on sale anymore for the same reasons that I just talked about a few minutes ago, because I hate that shit. I, I loathe it. I cannot stand it. Okay, I want promoters to earn your money by putting the card out there and you decide, you know what? That's something I need to see. So I hope this hurts goodwill with new Japan. And I hope that the next time they come around, whether it's Dallas or whatever else, people aren't running out to sell out these buildings before they announce a thing. And I hope this is a lesson to a lot of fans to where maybe they'll, you know, uh, take that to other companies as well and not just instantly sell these shows out anymore. <laughs> That's my hope. Cause I'm tired of these promoters being able to pull this
1: shit yeah it's really a lot of ways it's a fear of missing out is why people want like i what what, if the show is great and i miss it and i don't buy a ticket right away then i'm gonna have to go on the secondary market and it's gonna be awful but you take that risk then it it, then then you have you've put all the power away from the promoter i and and now you know you can you can then go to the show and and you have a fear of, of seeing a shitty show or a fear of a shitty show or or whatever. But like you the the, the, the fear of, of of missing what could be great it, it sometimes overwhelms people. And, and and I'm a guy who people give me shit about it too. But I don't usually I I, I go to the door. I mean like this WrestleMania weekend I have tickets to DDT, uh, Kaiju Big Battle just because I was like buying tickets and I was like yeah whatever these are a few shows that that no matter what they give me I'm gonna be fine with. I, I haven't bought a ticket to anything else. I am going to show up at the door. And if they're going to take my money to see the show, then I'll go see the show. But like, I am not going to, you know, go ahead and say, yeah, whatever. Like I'll, I'll buy a, a the whole Russell weekend or I'll buy the whole evolve weekend or the whole, we've talked about it every single WrestleMania weekend, like put the onus on the promoters to get you in the goddamn door. Don't just get, give them the money. I mean that it is their job to promote. It is their job to make you want, you know, to go to that show or whatever. We've had this rant many times in the show, so we don't have to do it yeah. again. But but yeah, and this and this probably isn't the exact scenario to have this this rant again. But but it, it is it is still a good time to bring it up again is that, you know, let the promoters promote. Let the promoters have to get you in the door. Don't just immediately get in the door. And 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 you can build up, I mean eventually you know, yes, some companies build trust where you know, hey, I, whatever happens, I'm going to get a decent show. AEW, I buy I buy blind tickets a lot of times to AEW because they, for the last four or five years, have delivered good shows. Every time I single, every time I go, they'll do that. But if they they have a few stinkers here and there, then it will make you judge differently. And this could be one of those cases for New Japan, where now people moving forward, the next New Japan and USA show, wherever they're announced, people might say, "All right, let me see." You know is Tanashi going to be there? Are you going to bring any of the Japanese guys over? Let me get in, you know, let, and, and this might be, in some ways, it's a, it, it, it was a PR disaster, but it might be a good thing for the consumers moving forward because, yes. because now New Japan might have to bank better cards because they kind of did rest on their laurels a little bit with these cards. We've talked about it years before. There there was the potential of having an Omega Gushi, but then there was no reason to it because it sold out immediately. Or like, you know, there, there, there was scenarios where there was good matches that, that probably could have been built on these matches or on these shows or whatnot that they then pulled back on because, hey, why do we even bother? Like, People ring up MSG all the time. I think MSG, they need to have a really good show, but they don't need to have a really good show, you know what I mean? Because it already sold. So they could have just an okay show and be fine with it or whatever. I think, you know, the opposite of going
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Can I say something about that? Because this proves my point. That show has sold out already. Do you think the card would look a little different if there were four thousand tickets sold right now? Oh
1: god, yes. Yeah, of course. We would be we'd, realistic we'd, here. They'd be announcing Okada and Tanahashi for sure happening. <laughs> like, yeah, they'd be yeah, no, there'd be there'd be an insane amount of different stuff that's going on now versus right now where we have literally zero and 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 no even idea. I mean, there's people that yeah, are now wondering, like well shit, what am I gonna get on this show? Are you just gonna give yes. me the fucking juice robinson versus like, you know, what are, what am I getting on this show?
0: And like you just said, yes, of course, they're going to try to have a good show and they have and they need to have a good show and all that. But they can put forth a drastically different card now, knowing that it's already sold out. And that has always that's been my point for this entire seven years. You just made that MSG show exponentially easier for the fucking lizard man and for Gato. Because they don't have to put in. 110% maximum effort now in terms of giving you drawing matches. You let them off the hook. You let them off the hook. And I'm not saying that they're laughing in a room trying to figure out ways how to give you a shitty card in MSG. Because they want to steal the weekend. And they want to have a good card. But now they can give you matches that are not drawing matches. And they do not have to put in the same maximum effort that they would have had to put in before. That's just a fact. And if you don't agree with that, I don't know. I I don't know what to say. I mean, you're just, I'm objectively right here. It's just how it works. Why would they give away huge drawing matches when it's already sold out? You're not going to get the best card possible for your dollar because you sold it out already. Make them earn it. I am on your side here. The fans always think I'm against them when I talk about this stuff. They couldn't be more wrong. I'm on your side. I want us to get the best effort possible every single time from these promoters. I don't want to make it easy for them, but you're right. It's the fear of not getting in the building. And mm-hmm. it is too
1: late. It, it and I get it. I that. bought all in tickets, sight unseen. Yeah. I bought MSG tickets. I, I'm guilty of it as many as, as other people are, because I, it's like, fuck, you know, I'm going to go to New York. I don't want to miss that show. That could be an awesome show. But yeah. I've then I've, I've, I, I've taken the power away from that. You know, I've taken my power away and given it to them by doing that. And, and I understand that. I understand that I could get burnt by that a lot of times. And there's been times where I have been burnt uh, by, by that on, 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 on many occasions. But it's, it's something that, you know, I, I get. But, like, yeah, we, we you know, as, as, as wrestling fans need to just think about it in, in the future. And think about, hey, do we really want... I, I understand that, yeah, you don't want to miss out on the show. But, but, but understand the power, then, that you sort of seed by, by, by doing that. So
0: Yeah, and so that's why I say I hope this results in that. For New Japan, Um, even though this wasn't their fault, I hope that's the result here because they'll have to try a little harder with the at least for the next few. They know, hey, look, we fucking really got burned last time with this visa thing. We really have to give them strong cards and show them these cards and win them back. That would be the best case scenario. for Everyone listening to this that lives in the United States and wants to go to a New Japan show in the U.S.
1: All right. Anything else on uh, these New Japan USA shows? I think we've uh, we've talked about them a bit. Uh, We'll get to Sapporo and Osaka. Uh, We could probably do it next week. I think we still have time to do that if I'm if my math is correct. So uh, we'll do that because those are some pretty fun shows as well. So there's some cool stuff on those shows. But uh, yeah, these are uh, these are interesting. And and overall, like if we're kind of like. You know, you know, take off the you know disappointment glasses. Like these are pretty. You know, I, I like these shows. Like they're pretty solid shows, and I'm gonna be, I'm going to enjoy them. And they're definitely weird and unique. But the the fact that they're New Japan USA shows. If these were called anything else, if these are called Ring of Honor. You know, if it was a, a sort of a Ring of Honor New Japan joint show, I think you'd even be a little bit okay with. You know, like I feel like even that branding would be okay. But the fact that it was like New Japan branding, the new beginning in USA, and then you get this—I I, I get where the apprehension comes from and where, where oh, angel yeah. comes from a little oh, bit. We, yeah.
0: When you look at venue size and when you look, we all knew they were going to look like this, just with some Japanese talent.
1: And right, with that- with an Ishii, with a, a, a yeah. Nagata, with a, a Godo, with potentially Rapungi 3K, with a Liger, and that changes the dynamic of these cards entirely. Because yes, now it just feels so so. There's just no Japan in New Japan. Like what the fuck? Like I was well, well, listen. Put put Ishi Nagata
0: on top in LA with the Rapungi Vice match as the semi-main event, and with Chucky yeah, T and David Finley as third from the top. You yeah, have a completely good. different idea of that card. You put Jeff Cobb versus uh, goto roh tv title defense in nashville with the elimination match underneath and brody king versus whoever third from the top and marty Skrull on the card and everything else totally different interpretation of that and then based on venue size and and you know reasonable expectations i talked about you don't have a problem with any of these shows anymore okay because you're shifting things around maybe tracer x not on it anymore maybe or whatever the case um, you know, it, 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 so so yeah, but when I look at these, just with controversy aside, and everything that we just talked about aside, just as a wrestling fan, these are some pretty wacky shows that look like they can be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. just, so, yeah. so, I <laughs> mean, just it, lacking Japan. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're interesting looking shows. Sure. And that just, they're wacky shows. I mean, you know, you, you can clearly see that they got a lot of help from Ring of Honor. You can clearly see that they got... You know, and, and you know they go to North Carolina, so you know. They, well, and they go to the Nashville, and they they dig Harlem bravado out of wherever the hell they found him to fill out the card. Uh, I have no idea if O'Carn was originally scheduled. Apparently, he didn't have any problem. Maybe he had. Maybe he's been going back and forth from the LA dojo already. I don't know his situation. It's possible he's been in the country. Uh, I, I don't know. So yeah. I, I mean, you know, and and they all of the the United States based. New Japan dudes are on this thing, whether it's you know Killer Elite Squad or or uh, Beretta, Chucky E.T., Rocky Romero, Juice Robinson. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tracy Williams headline in two shows, uh, but you know um, they they, <laughs> they did what they had to do here. I mean, Tracy Williams is a fucking bore. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, you know, but uh, you know it's, it's 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 a wild story. I don't think it's anything that anyone expected. It came totally out of left field and. You know, in terms of just strictly looking at the cards, they did what they could. I'm not sure what else they could have done under the circumstances. Even Willow Spray was booked elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's just too late to 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 I guess undo that. Um or I guess maybe the, I mean, he's under contract. Maybe they could have contractually forced him to give up those um uh, uh world of sport dates, but he's under contract to world of sport too. I don't know how any of that works. And maybe New Japan figured, hey, look, I mean, you know, I why are we going to screw Ospreay and make him piss off someone else that he works for when we're already beat on this? Um, so I, I don't know. This is just my sp- – but, but aside from Will Ospreay, I don't know what else they could have done under the circumstances and, and who they could have uh, booked on this thing. Because the other thing, even with some of these indie guys and ROH guys and whatnot, I mean this was probably all last minute getting some of them onto this show. So just an absolute mess.
1: Yeah, it's a disaster it it, it, it's bad (laughs) it's there's no good way to spin this it's 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 bad and it's you know it's a it's a chink in the armor for new japan i mean they've been pretty much moving forward on this new u.s expansion you know going to the next step moving on to the next step this is a this is uh, a step back it's definitely a step back with the elite also uh that still being a whatever and 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 maybe you know what the hell's going on with all elite and is kenny omega like there's there's some real yeah, there's some real issues there. There's some real thoughts that that you know, what is worth. I mean, is this a thing where maybe in a few years now they just don't even do the U.S. expansion, or they're barely doing? It? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, I this think is they're the gonna first... move. I mean, I think they'll
0: move forward with it and keep going with it. I just think that this is, uh, you know, a, an unfortunate situation that yeah is going to cause some 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 issues with goodwill for sure.
1: Yeah, they're gonna have to build that trust back up, and and I I think I'm confident. That they will do it, and I think, like you said, like I could see that next show being like, okay, we got to give these guys something big to you know make up for this. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's the onus is back on them now, and that's you know not always the worst thing.
0: This Nashville show, I mean, that's not going to sell out.
1: <laughs> poor, did you see poor Suit Williams from our staff saying, oh, he yeah. he saw these cards came out and he said, wait, I'm flying to Nashville for this, <laughs> like he's yeah. flying. Like that's what I mean. Like I feel horrible for guys like Suit who's like, oh. Yeah, Beretta, I mean, unless you watch Ring of Honor television, I don't think the Bretta, Chucky T Rocky Romero Juiced Finley Tracy Williams elimination match really gets you going. I guess Cobb and Brody King, if you like Brody King, really works for you. But I think mean, third from the top is, is Marty Party Scrolling Clark Connors.
0: Yeah, there's six <laughs> matches, and two of them are <laughs> Young Lion matches, and you've got Okarn versus Harlem Bravado. <laughs> I mean, that's barely. And yes. you've got and you've got Lance Archer teaming with Shane Taylor because Davy Boy Smith just couldn't work the show. I
1: guess. Yeah, I don't he was, know. He doesn't want to go to Nashville. Uh, He's not allowed in Tennessee, apparently. I don't know. He, well, he must have done something. To... Uh,
0: or or was booked elsewhere. And yeah, he, who knows. I, I, yeah, just an absolute mess. Yeah. Ugh.
1: All right, let's get to the big weekend in WWE. Of course, we have NXT TakeOver Phoenix. We have the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. A lot of good stuff. We also have, really quickly, I uh, should mention as well, Worlds Collide, Joe. Uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but uh, this is a WWE Network Special that's going to be taped at the Royal Rumble Access. There's an access for Royal Rumble. Joe, well, you'll be going to the Royal Rumble Access. I know you love Access. You're not going to be Phoenix. I'm joking. You're not-, <laughs> You're not Phoenix. I know. Could you imagine going to a because you wouldn't go to a-, a WrestleMania Access? I wonder if the Royal Rumble Access is like less. I, I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. Who cares? It's Access. It I am
0: matter. not going to Access with the Belt Mutants. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I talked about this uh, Worlds Collide a little bit behind the paywall. It you know look access always has this shit that looks cool on paper, but then it's like this sterile environment in a warehouse with you know belt mutants walking around and uh, people half paying attention. Yeah,
1: it's guys wrestling in and- front of twenty people walking past them in a you know convention center. It's not it's not exactly a very uh, captivating or interested crowd. So it it, it is they got to get yeah, in line and- for you know Dolph Ziggler's autograph. I don't have time to be watching you know. Keith That's it. This Tyler Bates I got you know
0: people are there to get Liv
1: Morgan's autograph they they don't they don't know who Jordan Devlin
0: is nor do they care um the, the sound just gets sucked into the fucking ceiling there's background noise with people meandering around uh you know with their replica belts it's just you know so on paper this looks fun and they're gonna put it on the network and I hope it comes off well um you know, it's 15 guys. There's going to be a battle royal. The winner gets a buy, and then the brackets are set by the order of elimination. There's some huge names in it. The winner of the tournament gets a title shot of their choice on, you know, whatever sub brand uh, that they're on. So they'll get themselves a little title shot. Um, you know, so let's see. From NXT, we've got Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> I'm going to try it.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: Dominic Dijakovic. Is that how they want us to say it?
1: Dij- it? Dijakovic is, I think, how they wanted you to say it. Or I
0: Dijakovic. Or uh, Dijakovic.
1: Well, I think Nigel kept saying Dijakovic. Uh, Percy just stopped saying anything. And I think. Percy,
0: uh, was, saying, Percy, was, saying, <laughs> Percy was saying Dijakovic.
1: Yeah. And then Yeah, And then, there Morrow, Dijakovic, yeah, I had and then there's
0: Dijakovic. So there's like five different ways to say it. <laughs> When his name could just be Dijak and we could be done with it. I mean, forget the first name. Forget Donovan. Forget Dominic. Forget Christopher. Okay? And forget the Dijakovic bullshit. Why not just make his name Dijak? (laughs)
1: I've never seen this company jump through hoops to make a guy's name so much more complicated. They never do that. They never, wh- no. who would say, hey, you know what we got to do with this guy? Let's make his name as impossible as humanly possible to say. Let's yeah. do that. Let's have like fucking, there's a J, there's a K, there's a C, there's three Ds. It's like eight syllables. Like who would with this? Yeah. What the
0: fuck? I cited this. So they've made it, they always make the names easier. In this case, they made it exponentially harder. <laughs> this but. is
1: one of the hardest names. Yeah, on NXT to... TV, they don't know if you haven't watched two weeks ago on NXT they TV. He's in a he's in a match. Morrow says it one way. Nigel says it one way. Percy says it one way. Morrow halfway through the match says, "Guys, it's Dijokovic or whatever." And yeah. Percy literally goes, "Oh, all right, cool." <laughs> and, then, like, and then is afraid to say it. And he doesn't say it straight. ever again. Nigel starts saying it. He goes, Dija, Dija, what a move! Just like moves on to like the next example, and Morrow's the only guy. And you know, Morrow has a sheet of paper there that says "Dija." You know what I mean? Like he definitely wrote it down and made sure to look at it every single time. Everybody else did. It was just a like. What are we doing?
0: Morrow is a stickler for pronunciations. We all know that. So he's probably saying it the right way, but there's just nine different ways to, to pronounce the last name. We had a guy pop into our Twitter mentions, a listener, who said, guys, I'm from Croatia, and I don't know how to say it. <laughs> right. I'm Croatian, and there's nine different ways to say this name. I have no clue how to say it. What was wrong with Chris Dijak?
1: I don't know. What was wrong with Dijak? Like you said, Dijak. That, there you go. Well, there it is.
0: is but they changed him to Christopher Dijak, and it's like, okay, that's pretty easy. Yeah, All right, they Donovan. don't want to be Donovan or whatever. Chris Dijak was pretty well why did they make Dominic. it so much harder?
1: Dominic with a with with a K. <laughs> like,
0: and it's what? like I, my first instinct is always to say Donovan, now that it's Dominic again. Yes, I, it, yeah, it's, it's such a mess. So anyway. And it's
1: not like he's like a very Croatian wrestler either. He comes out to just like generic new metal. It's just like you didn't have to do any of this. Like uh, I get it. Gonna, if you wanted to if you wanted his gimmick to be like sleazy Eastern European guy and you needed him to have yeah. like a complex, like weird name or whatever, that's one thing. But he just comes out to like random metal and he's just Donovan Dijak. Like there's nothing different
0: about it. He's an American guy with Croatian heritage. It's like he's not doing a Mirko Krokop gimmick. Is what your point
1: here? Yes. Which is like, if you wanted to make it like a very insane, weird name or whatever, that's fine. Then have him come out to like really weird music, have him have a bunch of chest hair and like, you know, be like, yeah, yeah. But instead, he's just like. I love how you must- associate
0: chest hair with Croatian. That's, that's. <laughs> I guess Croatian people I, I, I have chest hair, have uh, gnarly chest hair. Is that what you're saying?
1: I don't know. I just feel like if you want, like, I feel like if they wanted to do like sleazy Eastern European would guy, you would have chest hair. Way. Right. right, like he would like, have a chain and chest like, hair, and he would have, like, he'd be wearing track pants and, and smell like cologne or yeah. something like that, which is what they would think. And probably what I would think, too, if I was.
0: So he'd be John Malkovich from Rounders,
1: you know? <laughs> exactly, right, yes.
0: Give that man his money. Like, that's, that's what,
1: what I mean. Like, yeah, ne- uh, like, I know he was Russian, but, like, yeah, like uh, Nico yeah. from uh, GTA 4 or whatever. Right,
0: right, <laughs> like... right, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Malkovich in Rounders was Russian, too, but the point stands. Like, yeah, exactly. you to have that. Right they give him that stereotypical sleazy eastern european
1: yeah he'd be wearing a polo shirt with the third like all buttons unbuttoned and then like track pants or whatever and then like, right. he'd always wear a track suit.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he'd
1: have a tracksuit. He'd have, you know, a pinky ring and he'd, he'd reek of cologne. And he would just like, he's always smoking and playing Russian roulette. Like, it's just, yeah, what they would. And
0: he would look like Bob Huggins on the sideline for West <laughs> right, Virginia.
1: Exactly, right. Like, yeah, you
0: know, that's, that's that's the kind of image that you're portraying here. Um, okay, so we've got Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, uh, uh, Dominic. I'm going to go with the Jack of it. <laughs> that, no, is uh, that
1: what you said earlier?
0: Uh, you know,
1: I. That's what it, it came like, out of my... Like no, fuck it. Just Dijakovic, Dominic.
0: Dominic. Dijakovic. uh Keith Lee. And Shane Thorne.
1: Who, hey! Uh, Shane Thorne. Hey, what's up?
0: Hey, hey there. Hi now. Um, he replaced somebody. I think someone got hurt. And um, he wasn't even originally scheduled for this thing. I don't remember who suffered the injury. Let's see if I can but, uh, out, Yeah. Okay, but I'll read the rest while the producer's checking that out. Uh, NXT Otis.
1: UK, oh, Otis. Oh, you got yeah. oh, Otis? You would have had Otis here. What an upgrade. What an upgrade.
0: What an upgrade. Is there a bigger upgrade? Uh, that, I mean, come on. Shane Thorne's pretty damn good, and Otis is a fucking you know, useless waste of space. So then we've got NXT UK. From there, we've got – Rich, these are like big names. Oh, these are loaded.
1: Like, the NXT UK roster is loaded here.
0: So we've got Mark Andrews, uh, Tyler Bate travis banks jordan devlin and zach gibson i mean with the exception of
1: liverpool's number one Zach Gibson.
0: liverpool's number one of course the irish ace and the
1: irish ace jordan devlin
0: the irish ace that's absolutely right uh i I, and and the kiwi buzzsaw uh travis banks (laughs) right of course i think uh we've i don't think the other two have geography nicknames but i'm probably wrong because they're now calling walter rich the austrian anomaly
1: (laughs) what's he an anomaly for
0: why is that man an anomaly? What's confusing about? It? I, I, why is he a puzzle? I don't understand. Walter's the most straightforward wrestler ever. Right, How is yeah. he an anomaly? Like it's it's just alliteration for the sake of it. There's nothing confusing or, or puzzling <laughs> he's a about giant Walter.
1: Giant man that slaps you <laughs>
0: like, like a bear. That's all. That's right. all you need to know. Like there's he's very straightforward. I, I, the man is far from being an anomaly. He's not Jeff Hardy. He's not the charismatic enigma. Okay, he's just a guy who beat you up. (laughs) How is he an anomaly in any way, shape, or form? But yet we have Nigel McGuinness on the show over and over. the Austrian uh, anomaly. What are you talking about? The man is not an anomaly. But anyway, with the exception of Walter and Pete Dunne, could you have five bigger stars off of that show? No, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So they they did a tremendous job there. And from 205 Live, we've got Cedric Alexander, uh, Tony Neese, Drew Gulak, TJP, and... Humberto Carrillo, the latest star <laughs> of 205 Live with the tongue roll.
1: Grand Metallic on Raw, right?
0: He push. did defeat Grand Yes, He's got he the did.
1: pack. He's got that rocket pack. Let's go.
0: He does. Humberto Carrillo is doing nice things on 205 Live and I'm excited about it because he rules. Okay, I saw this man live once and his entire family was there at a lucha show. <laughs> I No, I'm serious. And the was it awesome?
1: Yeah, it probably was great, right? It
0: was incredible. It was incredible. His family couldn't get enough of this man, and it was an incredible atmosphere. I'm a big fan. He's without the mask now, of course, the former Ultimo Ninja. Okay? And, uh, you know, he looks oh, good without the mask. Yeah. You're, not, you're not
1: unmasking him, are you? You're not uh, – people are well aware that he is the former. As ninja, I
0: once Rich. said many years ago, Rich, I don't give a fuck. It's uh, – you know, <laughs> I don't He's care. He's the Garza
1: family, right? He's a descendant of the Garzas. I forget what his relation is, but he's a Garza no, no, no. guy, right? People
0: are confusing him with Garza Jr., but he is uh, Ultimo Ninja. I don't know if he's related to the Garzas, though. He might be, but I, I know that some people seem to think that he's Garza Jr., I mean, but he is not. He is Ultimo Ninja. Um, he's very good, and he's done a nice job on 205 Live over the last couple of weeks. He lost to uh, Buddy Murphy, and then he knocked off um, Grand Metalik, who's never going to get pushed anywhere in the world.
1: No, yeah, nobody. Every every promotion will will at one point sign Grand Metalik, and then he must like I don't know what he does. He must. I he's got. He never no, anywhere. He did Yeah, but
0: we asked people, and they said he's a nice guy. I thought maybe
1: he's just a dick. You Know what I mean? Is he too nice? Is he too nice? Maybe is that the issue? Like, I, here's a very nice man.
0: Everyone like, says he's a very nice bringing
1: man, up. like, he's not banging everyone's wives or something like that. Like, I, I could see that. Like, he just comes in and, and he's just such a great looking man that he just bangs everyone's wife. And that's fine. Like, he looks like a probably he's pretty good looking dude, but like, maybe that's I don't know what it is. Nobody, oh, a how do you
0: know he's a good looking dude? You have no
1: idea. Oh, he looks like he is. He looks like a
0: how can you tell?
1: Oh, he's got nice hair, nice body. I'm sure he's a good looking dude.
0: I don't know, man. I, you would I do, you,
1: you, do you not think – are you, are you going to stay on record that he's not a good-looking man? See, I don't know, no. but I feel like he is.
0: I'm going on record that I have no clue what's happening under that man. <laughs> no, oh, you
1: got to choose the stance. It,
0: yeah, well, it could be Dr. Wagner Jr.'s sexy grandpa. It could That's be, what I mean. It could be Ultimo Guerrero where it's like put the mask back on it could be like, uh, uh, you know, La Sombra where he's a very good looking man. It could be, uh, like Volador, where he looks like Brian Alvarez. Allegedly. <laughs> it could, it, it could be Humberto Carrillo where he looks very good without that. I don't know. It he could be, it could be like, uh, uh, who's my dude. Um, He's in AAA now. He, he lost his mask because he thought WWE was going to hire him. Averno. It could be like Averno. <laughs> oh, yes. Right, right, right. Where he takes the mask off, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you have more charisma now. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so I don't know. I, 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 I cannot confidently say that he is a good looking man. You just don't know. He could be Eric Stoltz in mask, for all I know. I have no clue. So, anyway, you may continue.
1: Uh Umberto, he is the second cousin of Garza Jr., the nephew of Hector Garza, uh, the yep. grandson of Umberto Garza and the son of Humberto Garza Jr. So he is in that lineage. But uh, yeah, he's We're not correct. a German. Direct... So he is a he's a cousin of Garza Jr. and a nephew of Hector Garza. So. What's a
0: second cousin, really? We've probably all banged one.
1: I confidently can really say I have not, but it's
0: but yeah, so he was part of the Garza... <laughs> take probably... that
1: part I should take that part out of the podcast. <laughs>
0: That's probably why he gets confused with Garza Jr., though. Did I ever tell you I had a three-way with a set of cousins in Pittsburgh, Kansas? Did I ever tell you that story?
1: Pittsburgh, Kansas? No. Yeah, not
0: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yeah.
1: Pit- what I, the fuck were you doing in Pittsburgh, Kansas? What is Pittsburgh, there? Kansas?
0: I was in Pittsburgh, Kansas on business, okay? And uh, it got very lonely in the hotel, so I was perusing the dating sites, and I hooked yeah. up with a... A lovely young lady, but she brought a friend, and I was like, "Jackpot!" Right?
1: Oh, so, I do remember the story. I didn't know it was yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I do remember the story. And then, so like yeah, didn't they said, mention it too, you and you're like, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> well, no, here's it what doesn't happened. matter to you. It doesn't matter to me. Like,
0: we got into our shenanigans first, okay? Yeah. And things happened, and they got some trademark Lanza action, and then it wasn't until after that they mentioned, mm. "Oh, by the way, we're cousins," and I was mortified at first. But then, like, a second later, I was like, why should I care? No, like, you it's like, not...
1: Yeah, they're the the—they're we- the ones being a little weird. You're yeah, fine, I'm like, man. You're good. That's just too... You know, that's just two random-ass people that don't matter exactly. to you whatsoever. Yeah.
0: I'm like, you're the ones who sucked each other's boobies, okay? So, what... Do I, why is this my problem? I yeah, just had really... a tremendous time. They, they... Rich, they were doing things to each other.
1: Yeah, that's... Well, that is Pittsburgh, Kansas. I guess. Uh, no, they- no offense to anybody from Pittsburgh, Kansas, that listened to the show, but... uh
0: they were. They didn't do things to each other's genitals. I will say that.
1: Okay, stay away from that at least. Yeah.
0: Why did I say genitals? I. But, but
1: it was, <laughs> that's the least sexy thing you've ever said.
0: Yeah, this is not a very provocative show this week. But 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 they did play with each other. And why did I say boobies? We're not a censored show. Why are we doing this? But they did play with each other's boobies. Okay. Boobies went in mouths. I think yeah. that's a little weird. That's.
1: Uh. I yeah. can
0: almost listen if if first cousins want to be in a three way, but they don't make any contact and they just like have sex with a third party. It's a little weird, but you could almost say, eh. uh, but but once they start touching each other's parts.
1: Yeah, because it's like you've you've hung out at like family parties before. You know, I mean? yeah. like, you, there's no <laughs> yeah, coming back from that. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't like go back to like you know Christmas and be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, your
0: dads are brothers. Like, what is what are we doing? Yeah,
1: man? right. That's
0: you know, so cool. and, and they just and they weren't bragging. It wasn't like a brag. It just came out in the conversation.
1: It just kind of happened. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember them mentioning in passing when it was like, oh well, you know, she's my cousin. So like it was that kind of thing. So maybe they weren't even first cousins, but they were. They they said they were cousins, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But then I was like, "Ah, what do I care?" I you know, this was a fine time. I don't think I should ruin it by uh, being concerned with this. But anyway,
1: so it was a um, good time. It was a good time in Pittsburgh, Kansas. They have good memories. Oh, they did
0: a, oh yeah, they did a nice job. I mean, it wasn't boring by any means. You know, I mean one. One cousin was a little more aggressive. Than I don't know the why
1: I, I should have asked for more detail. That was my I fault. I mean, this is your fault. I apologize, I but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: I was ready to get off. Of this.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I went on with it, but go on.
0: One was way more aggressive than the other. One was a little more passive, but when it comes to the three way, I'm a very good director. I'm like Martin Scorsese in there. Okay. I make sure things are getting done. I'm getting tracking shots going. I know what's going on. So I, I sensed the that the other board one,
1: you, got, <laughs> to yeah, go. you got, you you got to be a good yeah.
0: director. Look, to have a successful three-way, one of the three people has to be a good director, okay? You just have to have that. You got to have a Hitchcock in there because if you have three people who are just, <laughs> <Hey now. laughs> if, if you got three people who are just like, you can't have three of the same personality where everyone's passive because then it's just a fucking train wreck. Three-ways can be awful, but you have to have someone who's going to take control and, and direct the scene and make sure that everybody's kept busy. And, yeah, it was good. The one girl was very – the one cousin was very aggressive. The other was very passive. But, you know, I took care of her. I took care of her. I made sure that, you know, everything – and, of course, this was before I knew they were cousins. I wouldn't have directed them to do certain things. if I <laughs> I was going
1: to say, yeah.
0: But, uh, but hey, listen, what are you going to do? You okay. know, Pittsburgh, Kansas, that's the kind of shit that goes down at 2 in the morning in a one-stop-late town. Actually, Pittsburgh, Kansas isn't that small. But um, there's a college there. I think uh, Pittsburgh State is in mm, Pittsburgh, okay. Kansas. Is what I think it is. So, and it's not spelled the same as Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's like with uh, without the H on the end. I think you know, like uh, that is correct.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm looking yeah. at the Wikipedia page for Pittsburgh, uh, Kansas, right now. And yes, no, no H on the end. So, uh, yeah, it's it's the most populous uh, city in Crawford County in southeast Kansas. So there you go. Yeah, 20, 000, if- population of twenty thousand. So it's not like it's not like it's like a you know a one hundred person town. And it's like no, the cousins no. would like. There's no choice but to. You Fuck know, out with your cousin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a, like, a willing. This is a hey, we're hey. What are you doing tonight? Hey, let's go. Like let's go find guys together. Like this is a conscious the, thing it, that's happening. Yeah.
0: Your point here is, you don't have to be a cousin fucker if you're yeah, right. <laughs>
1: you, you can you can with twenty thousand people, you can spread your wings a little bit. But there's uh, other decent
0: sized cities around it too. Like I I remember flying into Missouri and then driving into Pittsburgh, Kansas. Um, if I'm remembering right, yeah. So it's like there were other. <laughs> little town anyway what are we doing here so
1: the world's collide uh opening matches air on wb.com wb's app youtube facebook and twitter uh at noon eastern on saturday february 2nd and then the wb network special will begin 8 p.m eastern on february 2nd as well so um cool yes yeah, cool stuff there on uh, on february 2nd the world's collide i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out i'm probably gonna be disappointed because the uh the venues always kind of suck but there's a lot of talent on these so i'm uh i'm excited
0: well, there's no question I'm watching it. Um, the other thing is they're filming three weeks of NXT UK inside the warehouse, which is going to be a fucking oh, disaster.
1: Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Oh,
0: because the replica belt mutants aren't going to know who any of those people are, oh, and it's God. I that is going to be such a train wreck. Oh, some mean, of those
1: jags, just- man. Can you imagine some of those jags that are going to come out? Like, like the the, the like you said, the, those people probably don't even know who like Jordan Devlin is. Imagine when, like, Amir Shorten walks out. You know what I mean? Like, oh. That guy yeah. gets barely tepid reactions in, like, Blackpool when they're just like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, it's, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I did not know that as a terrible idea. Because the optics of any C.U.K. have been great so far. Like, the venue always looks great. Yeah. The crowds are always at least somewhat reactionary. That's, ooh, ooh.
0: Great architecture.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a bad idea. It's a really, really bad idea. All right, let's get to these uh, main WWE shows. We'll start with uh, TakeOver, of course, happening on Saturday. Um, Joe, overall thoughts of the show before we kind of break it down, match by match. Five matches on this show, so a pretty tight-knit one, as usual, as TakeOvers usually are. Uh, as we always say, never bet against a TakeOver, uh, but are you betting against NXT TakeOver uh, Phoenix?
0: No, of course it's going to be great, and especially if you're into the Tommaso ciampa Alistair Black thing, which I, I obviously think it's going to be a good match. I just have no emotional connection whatsoever, and I'm ready for both of these guys to get called up because I'm tired of this story. Um, but yeah, if you're really into that, this is a no doubt going to be a home run show. I mean, fucking look at it. So yeah, really looking forward to this one. I know the last couple takeovers we tried to you know force some qualms in just to make the <laughs> and they were all
1: great. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I mean, this one I can't even. I don't even think I could do that. But uh, yeah, let's run it down, I guess.
1: Yeah, my only thing is like emotional investment in some of these matches isn't quite there, but like there's no doubt that the match is going to be good. It's one of those deals for sure. So we'll start with the opener here Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono, the match that we did not get a few months ago. At TakeOver, we're now getting it here. This guys has had a long feud here with uh, Ono being kind of the veteran, Riddle being the nice youngster here. Uh, Riddle's going to go over. I don't think it's going to be in 30 seconds. I think it's going to be a little bit of a back-and-forth match, but uh, it's been a somewhat interesting story here with Ono being, as I said, kind of the grizzled vet and Riddle being the young up-and-comer. Up- uh, but I'm looking forward to this because, I mean, it's fucking Chris Hero, Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, no, no. He beat Keith Lee on TV. They're doing this whole Evolve thing with, with, you know, acknowledging these guys have the same background and all that. So, um, yeah, I'm not so sure Riddle wins, honestly. It depends how fast they want to push him to the top. If he's going to be the guy in the next title program, yeah, you want him to win. If you're going to extend out this fucking Menage Trois they got at the top of the card going on, and now Ricochet is involved too. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Then maybe you could have him trade some wins with Ono. You know what I mean? So, and it wouldn't be the worst thing, provided that you know Ono cheats to win or whatever, which mm-hmm. he probably would if he wins, because he, you know, he got the bullshit win over Keith Lee on TV and everything. But um, you know, I you know I anticipate that at minimum it's going to be a very good match and has a chance to be a great one. So, and it's one of the things on this show that I'm that I'm into, as opposed to some of these others that I'm really not. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Uh, Riddle and. See, what have your thoughts so far? My, uh, my initial thing is I, I know this company has a structure that they do and guys have to cut scripted promos backstage, but we need to really not do the Matt Riddle reciting scripted promos thing. He is so awful, Joe. And I know that this guy can talk. If you watch those Ken Johnson Evolve videos, this guy can talk. This guy can say words <laughs> and use them in a sentence. But my God, when you give him lines to say, it is oh he had a promo two weeks ago that was so you would have thought it i i if you close your eyes it was Carrie von eric you know what i mean like the cadence yeah. the just the 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 fumbling over the tongue is too big for your mouth thing it's just like oh no 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 just give this guy a mouthpiece or just have him go do his work in the ring or just have him just have him say i'm gonna go out there and beat him because i'm better than him but but like the idea is like oh uh yeah uh Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So like, it's been awesome being an NXT man, and like, I'm gonna go. It's just like, what are we doing? It's so bad. God, it's a wreck. Please don't give him a mic anymore. Please, just I beg you. Repeating
0: back the question. Yeah. yeah, Oh.
1: How's NXT been so far? It's been awesome. (laughs) Like.
0: Oh God. Yeah. It's, talking to the robot oh. just yeah, it's uh he he struggles with the scripted stuff for sure
1: yeah. uh, and he can talk I'll just st- again like how you don't these especially these nxt promos these guys aren't going out here and cutting like especially those backstage ones give him a fucking bullet point say hey matt say you want to beat ono a takeover boom it's not that fucking hard to say one line and it's not live they can retape it if he fucks it up why do we have to have him do a, a paragraph of shitty written lines that he doesn't... That you can tell the gears are moving in his head, too, that he makes sure he hits every one of those lines. And you know that's not the first take, either. You know they've been there for 20 minutes. Like, just... Why are you complicating it so much? It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> well, speaking of meandering promos, Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship... Oh, man, I, <laughs> I, this match is going to rock. I've seen these guys have matches before, and they're always great. This match is going to be incredible. This match is probably going to be four, four and a half stars because these are two of my favorite wrestlers go- ever. I mean, they're, they're two just incredible wrestlers, but this story, the, the combination of Ciampa and Black, we'll get to that in a little bit. I just I never want to see Candice LeRae stand between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa ever again. I never, Joe, I feel like I've been in a time loop. Isn't this a year ago that we were doing this? Why are we still doing this? Why does Shady Gargano need to be separated from Tommaso Ciampa by Candice LeRae? Why? What, what have I done to deserve this? And why is Ricochet? It, it, oh my god! This it, it, the story of this has been so weird and convoluted. But the match is going to be great. So,
0: I mean, I hope it's going to be great. I mean, you know, we, you know, I, I think everyone would point to 2014 in New Orleans in that uh, in that weird theater where Ricochet won the. Um, I guess it was the was it the. Open the Freedom Gate? Was it the... Was that, a, that was the Dragon Gate USA title that he won from, not the Evolve title,
1: right? I think so. Let me, let me double check. That was the, the old... Uh, speaking of New Japan USA, I think, is that the weekend where none of the Dragon Gate talent was on the uh, Dragon Gate USA shows?
0: This was WrestleMania 2014.
1: I want to say that was the year, but... It was
0: the same show that had Chris Hero versus Masato Tanaka. And it was the same show where Teddy Hart showed up where the cat was a train. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so that was the show that we're dealing with here. Where let I me, let me see if I
1: can fire it right. up here, yeah.
0: So I- I'm pretty sure that was the Dragon Gate USA title that Ricochet won from Gargano that night. Um, and that was a tremendous match, one of the best matches of the year.
1: Indeed. Okay, so this is the Open the Ultimate Gate 2014 uh, main event, Open the Freedom Gate title match with Ricochet yeah. defeating Gargano. I love that match too. It's a great match. Oh, this is, what, what a show here. What a, can I go over the show real quick for you?
0: Yeah, I think he I gave you there. like three of them.
1: Yeah, yeah you remember it. Um, the opener. This is very, uh, very fitting here. They open the United Gate title match. The Bravado yeah. Brothers with Moose <laughs> yep. defeat the premier athlete brand. Well, Tony needs Caleb Conley.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. AR Fox versus Mr. A.
0: Do you remember Mr. A, Apollyon?
1: Yes, he was uh, not good, right?
0: He was a New York Wrestling Connection guy. And um, he wrestled as Apollyon everywhere else. And, and he kind of just, they gave him a shot as Mr. A. And now he actually wasn't bad for, you know, he can move for a guy that size. But he just kind of fucking disappeared. I don't even know if he wrestles anymore, period. Yeah,
1: Let us see if Mr. A is. And Sue Young apparently was with everybody coming down to the ring on the show. That's like the third person. Yeah. Uh, he, in March 2018, the last time he appeared at a New York... Wrestling. wrestling whatever. Yeah, whatever that. Yeah, whatever the uh, wrestling connection. Yeah, yeah, as you said. Uh, Airf, uh, Rich Swan versus Biff Busek. Uh huh. The Colony, Fire Ant and Green Ant versus, versus the Gentlemen's Club, Chuck Taylor and Drew Gulak.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember this one too. Trent Beretta versus Loki. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, an awesome match, Masato Tanaka, Chris Hero. That one rocked. And then Ricochet Gargano was awesome too. I remember watching that. Yeah, that was a great one.
0: Yeah. Dragon Gate USA.
1: Yeah no, <laughs> yeah. so this I think this is the weekend for sure, right? Wasn't yeah. Tanaka the make good for the fact that there was no uh,
0: Tanaka was the make good, correct? Yeah, so that
1: there was, was no gay talent on here, and I think that's the last shows they ran, right? That was it. They did uh, Mercury Rising the next day, and then they were out. I think.
0: I don't know if that's
1: true. I think they may have had another. No, that's it. That's it. That was it. That was it. You watched. You watched the second to last USA show ever. So, congratulations.
0: I watched some of it anyway. I remember I was outside in the rain.
1: Oh, right? That was that show.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, the famous show.
0: Yeah. And that was Teddy Hart, who, um, that was a a surprise appearance for Teddy Hart on that show, too. Um, He wasn't announced. All
1: right. Ricochet Gargano, what do you got?
0: Ricochet Gargano, yeah. So, again, you know, can I have a match that good? Sure. You know, they're, they're both five years older and uh, you know, it's, it's more experienced and, and, but I don't know if WWE storytelling will get in the way here, but the ceiling for this is match of the year caliber if they get time and, and everybody stays out of their way. So we'll see.
1: Uh the story. What, what do you think so far? Of uh, it's just odd, like because it it feels like they're just kind of tentacles of the Champa Black story. Yes. Ricochet feels like he's just kind of like on the outside looking in, and then Gargano just feels like this weird geek that's getting involved in like the main eventer's story. So it's it's strange. Yeah, I don't know what like. Yeah, Ricochet is just kind of. I, I it, it's very very weird how this match came about. I mean, even though it's going to be great, and I I really look forward to it. It's just yeah, the story is is, is tough to really sink your teeth into.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any emotional investment in Gargano's character at all. Um, I'm as put off by it as a lot of people are. Um, that might be a bubble thing. I think he's enormously popular among NXT fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fans. Um, but it's just not for me. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It feels like it's the little brother match to the main event because it, it all the storyline ties. So um, I just hope we get a good match with a clean finish. Um, I don't have any use for the story that they're telling. So hopefully they at least leave this match alone and Gargano has his, you know, crisis of faith somewhere else on the show.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and i think the thing too about this story is gargano seems like such a geek because he, you know what i mean he's like going after the nxt championship he really wants it he's, he's he's his life's breaking down or whatever and then he's just like ah ux north american title that ah, i'll get that too <laughs> like you know what i mean like after all this years of trying to get the nxt championship and years of trying to get revenge on chiapa he's just like yeah i guess north american title that'd be pretty cool like yeah and the ricochet is just kind of like he looks like a geek too because it's just like oh well i can't get the world title ah, all right go for your title then and that's like oh all right like here we go. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so I
0: don't know that that aspect of it doesn't bother me as much. Um, but as far like it was just such a breath of fresh air watching Gargano in evolve last weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I had the same thing when I was watching that YouTube video of him doing the promo. I was like, this is the Gargano I want. Like the confident Gargano, the the I'm the best guy in the room. Gargano, like yeah. This versus like whatever this NXT character. We've just we've done this for so long now. I'm just ready to move on. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era Uh, tag team titles here. Uh, NXT tag team titles, of course, defending them against the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe.
0: Okay, I know this is going to be good. Like, I'm fully confident that it's going to be good. I'm just... I'm so over the War Raiders. They're such geeks. The Viking thing, and the... It's just... It doesn't fit NXT to me. They're just these goofy cartoon guys. You know, I feel like they should be... Uh, I don't know if you're watching the superstars episodes that went up on the network, but I feel like they should be coming down to the ring with the berserker with Mr. Fuji. in Yeah. They they
1: feel of a different era for sure.
0: Yeah, And it's just, it's off putting to me, but I know the match is going to be good. So again, we have a match here that I know is going to be good, but I really have had it with the war Raiders. I, I don't know. They're another act that I just want to get called up because I focus less on, on raw and SmackDown. Um, but they're just so similar to the Ascension and to Sanity and to uh, you know a number of other teams that are yeah, up even, there. Even
1: by extension, they feel a lot like Ciampa and, and Black too. Like those guys, we'll get to that in a little bit. Like there's just like dark, screamy guys with beards that have like rock music. You know what I mean? Like and it feels like that's kind of a lot of what the show is. It's just kind of all samey dudes that 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 all kind of come out and look the same and act the same. So
0: Bludgeon Brothers, like how many teams do we have that are the same fucking idea, you know, um, but yeah, I'm sure this will be really good. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are incredible, and the War Raiders are very good. Um, you know, Hanson and Roe are a really good team. I'm just, I think the gimmick has lost me. Uh, at some point, the gimmick lost me. It may have been when, you know, Roe married Crazy Mary Dobson. What's her WWE name?
1: Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan.
0: And they had a Viking wedding, and it's like, oh, wow, these people really are renaissance fair geeks. You know, it's like, I, 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 it just really was like, ugh, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Just, just be Ray Rowe. <laughs> I watched Ray Rowe for years fucking be awesome in Texas indies, you know? And he was like, he did kind of this straight edge thing, and, but it wasn't in the way that CM Punk does it. I, it's hard to explain. You know, he was just a guy who kicked ass. He wasn't pretending that he hangs out on Viking ships. I don't know. I'm probably coming across. Yeah, like- no,
1: no. I'm kind of with you. I, I have a tough time buying into it all that much. So in this case, like undisputed era, who I, I I haven't really loved their NXT characters all that much. In this feud, I've been way more attracted to them because like they're just real dudes. You know what I mean? They're just cocky assholes that come out and do their little fucking air guitars and shit. And it's like a perfect juxtaposition. So I think they've done a good job of booking this match of like your Viking cosplay guys and then you're just dicky dudes. You know what I mean? Like undisputed era, it's yeah. just a bunch of fucking assholes that hang out to you- with each other and like think that they're the funniest guys in the room and like they're really not, <laughs> you know, they all drive in the same car together. They're always with each other. It's just like, oh, those guys again. Like you had that crew in high school. Everybody had that crew in high school. And they were just inseparable. There was like these dudes that no matter what, you, you assume that they just live together or whatever. And, and that's kind of the idea you get with these guys. They're just kind of like dickwads that hang around with each other all the time and they're annoying little shitheads. So uh but I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be good. And, and obviously yeah it's O'Reilly and Roger Strong versus Hanson a row and Rowan. that's that's kind of NXT it's like an embarrassment of riches in NXT right now. I mean you could say I, it, I mean Go ahead.
0: I'd like War Raiders to wrestle Bludgeon Brothers and just brawl to the back for a double count out and then just the four of them could just go like pillage a village somewhere and play with, <laughs> and play with their fake hammers and, and do whatever it is and, and eat turkey legs without utensils and whatever it is that these people do and just go away. Like I'd be happy with that. You know what I mean? I just I don't need you know, it's like you. I'm like you now. It's just, I want people that are presented in a realistic fashion. I don't know. I'm just, it, it, they don't fit. Like, again, if this were 1992, I'd have no problem.
1: Oh, no. They definitely fit into, like, yeah, a 20, 30 year ago uh, wrestling. But yeah, especially on NXT where where there is a lot of realism to it. it. It is kind of strange that, yeah, these guys come out and they're like carrying axes and screaming and wearing like pelts and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? What the hell's exactly. going on here? But, uh, all right, so we move on to the next match here. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to say, any, any predictions on uh, the Ricochet Gargano or Undisputed Era War Raiders?
0: No. I mean, I think either one of them can go either way in terms of who comes away mm-hmm. with the title. I, I, don't
1: I, I know. think NXT does a good job of that, too, where, like, you never really know in what direction it's going to go. Like, I think we can yeah. safely watch a Royal Rumble and, and assume that if they're not just doing it to be cute that we know who they're kind of building to to win the titles. Whereas, like, I don't know, Don Gargano could win it just as easily as, as Ricochet could win it. Like, I, I have no real, especially with the, the tag matches the same way, too. It's like they do a really good job of kind of keeping that pretty open.
0: You're really just trying to project call-ups because that determines who wins and loses right. more often than not. And um, if you've got inside information on, like, all right, well, I know they're calling up uh, you know, Gardana or whatever, then yeah, it becomes easier to do, but I, I don't really have a good feel for either match.
1: All right. Uh, move on to uh, the women's championship match. You have Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. Uh, I have, I have some interesting thoughts about this match, but I want to get your thoughts first before I uh, respond here. So you got Baszler, of course, defending the title uh, against Belair. Belair is doing a, uh, unde- a undefeated uh, gimmick where she has not yet, of course, been defeated in NXT and now she's going for the title here. So uh, what are your thoughts on Baszler and Belair?
0: It's just weird because Bianca Belair, it's like, is she a babyface? Is she not a babyface? She's cutting babyface promos now. She's not walking to the ring with the same heel swagger uh, that she was doing. And it's basically just because she's wrestling another heel. It's weird because on NXT, they don't always do clearly defined turns. Like, when did Velveteen Dream turn? There's no answer to that. There was no event. He didn't get jumped by a heel. He didn't, uh, you know, why now all of a sudden is Bianca Belair not being quite as cocky as she was. It's just because she's wrestling another heel. And it's, it's weird in that sense. You know, it's like, I I don't know. It it, so her character is unclear. Look, it's the biggest spot she's ever been in. I thought she was a little nervous with her go home promo on NXT this past week, which is understandable. Um, you know, and I didn't think she had the same swagger. It's like, she doesn't, she, she seems more comfortable as a heel, which most wrestlers do. Um, you know, but this is the one match where it's not a lock to be good because, Baszler's still green. Belair has never been in a... Uh, this is the, by far the biggest match he's ever been in. Um, I'm not quite sure I, I've ever seen her work babyface. So that'll be different for her because Baszler has to be the clear-cut heel here. The way they've built it, you know, Duke and Shafir are going to get involved because they teased that during the go-home promo. So you've got that to factor in. So if there's one match where I think it's safe to say it may be the worst quote-unquote match on the show. It'll be this one, but I don't, I don't think it will be bad. But I just don't think it has the, upside, the same upside as the
1: others. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And the big reason why I think so is that I just don't know that Belair's ready for this spot yeah, like I've been watching her matches and and they're good. And, like, I think she's the thing with her is she was ahead of her time. Like what we're we're talking about like a year ago, we're like, oh man, like she's she's already got the charisma down. She's already a lot better than she probably should be at this point. It just feels a little too soon for her. I just like my worry is and and they've done a really good job of 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 in some ways in Nxt, you know, lately is 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 until those people are absolutely ready they're not in big time matches or whatever this is a rare one where like she i mean there, there's a real potential that she just goes out there and shits the bed you know what i mean like and, and i don't think it's not because she's good i think she's very very good but like this is a huge spot this is the same main event of a takeover and like you even watch her tv squashes and they're not that good like she's just not she's i mean she's only been wrestling what a year and a half two years at most i mean it, it's 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 a tough spot to be in and and you can tell like you said that the move to babyface she has been a little apprehensive she has been sort of thinking through it a little bit more i think like this might be a case where maybe somebody Got pushed just a little too much too soon because they see star in her and I, I and I do too. I really do think down the line she has potential to be a star, but that's my real big reservation here is like, oh man, like is she going to be able to deliver to that level? And Baszler is not really, uh, you, you know, Basler can really rise to the level of the person she's against which she's with a Kyrie sane or whatever of course Kyrie sane's gonna gr- get a great match out of her but do i have a ton of confidence that basler is gonna be able to like carry belair to a great match i i don't i really don't so i'm looking at this one I'm, I'm i hope i'm wrong i hope it's actually fucking great and i hope belair just kills it and we go oh my god she's the next you know women's superstar or whatever but like i don't know i have some apprehensions there because i don't know that basler's up to the task of really carrying it and i don't know that belair's really up to the task of being in the semi-main event or whatever of, of, a, of a takeover show. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I, uh, I'm i cautiously, I don't know. Yeah, I guess not, not pessimistic, but I, I'm just cautious about it. I, I just, I don't know that I'm all excited about it just because I, I think it has real big blow-up potential.
0: You know, we keep coming on here and saying that Baszler's still green and, and all this, but she always has really great matches. But... She's always in there with someone who.
1: Exactly. Yeah, this is going to be a huge scary. test for her. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe she goes out there and fucking kills it and she carries it. And then, then I'll never say that ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But she has been in like all of her big time singles matches are against who? They're against, you know, uh, Kyrie Sane has been wrestling for 10 years or whatever. You, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that she had off the top of my head that, that were, you know, Dakota Kai. And, and Kai has been obviously wrestling for years and years and years. Yeah. I know she had that match against Candice LeRae that was, was, um, was that on NXT TV? I'm trying to remember who did who did Baszler face again. It wasn't. It was Sane, and then who? Man, I'm blanking on who else it was. No, she. uh, She had a
0: program with Kai. You weren't wrong.
1: Kai had it. Yeah. Was it? Was there one with Lerae? I'm trying to remember who Cancel Larray faced relatively recently, but maybe it wasn't. uh, Lerae
0: hasn't been on a takeover.
1: Not a takeover. It was just like a normal TV show match that they had. That was pretty. But yeah, no. As far as like the the takeover matches, they've all been yeah either you know Kyrie Sane or whatever. Um, Yeah, but
0: it's like. But you're right. She's in there with someone who. It's like I. Who's going to lead this thing? It's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bianca Blair. I, I think she. I'm buying. Oh, do
1: too? Yeah, if, if for people that read right. it wrong, like I think she's great. I just don't know if she's ready now for this spot. Yeah. It's a huge spot, and they're they're throwing her to the fire too. And, and hopefully she delivers on it because then and it's an unfamiliar
0: role for her too. Yeah, right. That right. Is, so there's all those factors, but um, you know, but 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 we'll see. Maybe it'll be a lot of shortcuts with the interference and stuff. I, I mm-hmm. don't know.
1: Uh, then we get to the main event here It's Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black for the NXT Championship. I will admit that while uh, I'm not into the story all that much, Ciampa has gotten me back to his character a little bit because I think his new sort of thing of like, you know, I have the gold and I know you want. Like, it's simple. It's simple. You know, Ciampa has all this weird, like, I'm I'm brainwashing, all that sort of stuff. But when he gets down to the core of it, it's just like a dude that has a title and he knows that you want the title. And that's fine. Like, that that part of it is great about the character it's all the brainwash and the johnny and and why, why am i so evil and all that sort of stuff but but you know the 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 build with black has been a little bit less of that sort of weird mind game stuff and more of just hey i have a title uh, and i know you want the title back and you're not i'm not going to give it up yeah and, which is fine like i'm kind of into the story a little bit even though i'm not a huge i like elster black in the ring the character i don't like all that much and champa of course great in the ring but the character's been a little weird i'm, I'm buying a little bit more to the character now but um I can't say I'm, I'm super into the story here, but, but I have no doubt this match is going to be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I expect the match to be great. I think, I really hope they stay away from them cutting promos on each other mid-match and all that stuff. Um, but I, I don't have any confidence that that's going to be the case. I think we're going to get another match that, like, is functionally a great match, but there's enough annoying things about it that people are going to bury it real hard. I think that's what we're going to get here. Um, there's also a lot of people who are going to come into this wanting to hate it, which doesn't help. And then when these guys do do those annoying things, they just uh, forget it. Then they're going to lose a lot of people. Sure. But then on the other hand, you're going to have a ton of people who think it, you know, that it's one of the better matches of the year and all that. I know it's January 24th. You get the idea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I have no, see, Ciampa's winning you back a little bit. He hasn't for me. I, I, I I really can't wait for just all of these guys to get called
1: up. I want 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 to
0: reset on the brand. When I watch NXT to review it for the Thursday TV reviews, I I really am at the point where even though the show's not bad, I'm forcing myself to watch it. Like if I wasn't doing the reviews, if it wasn't my job, I'm not sure I'd watch this show every week. Um, Whereas 205 Live and NXT UK, I'm into it and I want to watch it. This show, because I'm just not into any of these people, it's, you know, I'm watching it because I, I have to. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm to watch wrestling, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, and it's in large part because I really want Ciampa and Black and Gargano to just get called up and go away. Just move on. Let's reset. Let's get Keith Lee in the mix. Let's get Matt Riddle moving up the card. Um, you know, let's get some other uh, people in the mix here and do something a little different on this show because I am so tired of this stuff.
1: There's been some real stagnation in NXT, and it's time. Yeah, it's time for Gargano to move up. It's time for Ciampa to move up. It's time for Black to move up. Why it's is time, Black yeah. still in NXT? I who I mean? fucking knows, man. He's gonna go on his like second title reign here. It's like, what are we doing, man? <laughs> like, he doesn't
0: belong here. He's clearly no. ready for the main roster. Um, he's got a great act. <laughs> I would have never thought that Tommy End would be this wwe friendly but he's someone who they've really crafted into a wwe act yeah Mm -hmm. and and it's like he's and he's also just he usually kills it in these singles matches which was my critique of him when he was an indie wrestler um he's ready and he can be a star in the main roster and i don't understand why he's still on this you know he should be gone okay if they want to finish whatever this dopey Champa Gargano's story is, okay, I get it. But Aleister Black really needs to just be on the main roster right now. I mean, it's not as if they're overflowing with money drawing stars that are pulling in ratings right now. I mean, call someone like this up and, and give them a shot. I mean, and just get them off of this show. So, we can unclog this the top of this card
1: yeah there, there's a real glut of uh, of talent on nxt which just makes sense i mean they're signing everybody left and right but especially with these new guys coming in and your ach's and your trevor lee's and all that sort of guys yeah, like, yeah those guys especially it's just like dude why are these guys still here like like i was watching the you know this this past weeks and there was that awesome uh lorcan and birch uh versus uh what what the hell is fucking detail, yeah what's the detail oh, Bartell, was, yeah how
0: great was that match? Oh, that
1: was so good and i'm just sitting here watching this going like these dudes are never going to get a chance to do anything on it like like these guys if they they were free agents or whatever or, or, or just doing anything or like especially a guy like a, like a Lorcan or whatever you know a, a, a Busick, like that dude would be killing it on the indies right now just doing incredible stuff and now it's like he pops up every few weeks or whatever and you're like this guy's great like these guys are so good and they have such a glut of talent on NXT and it's only one hour every single week or whatever so like these guys pop up and you forget that like oh these guys fucking rock like Birch and and, and Larkin are great and like they could be a main main roster team but it, 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 there's just a lot of yeah the, the, the dynamics of NXT and, and WWE are just so bizarre right now that's yeah it, it, it's strange of, of what, what's the real purpose that we're doing here what, what's the real end game of this uh, thing and, and, and is it really to make the main roster better is it to have this vanity project thing? or whatever. That doesn't matter. I mean, NXT TV is pretty fun to watch regardless, you know, when, when there's not Ciampa and Black and Gargano bullshit going on the entire time. But uh, yeah, that match rocked. Definitely go check that one out if you haven't seen it yet. That, but uh, That
0: Ackner frog splash off the top to take the other three guys Oh,
1: out. that was so good. Oh my God, that was great.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and, and, and um, it's, I don't know if you saw the squash from a couple weeks before. You should sneak it out. Ackner and Bartell had a squash match, which was one of the best squash matches you'll ever see. I mean it was just fantastic. Lots well,
1: high praise. I don't I don't think I did. I would have known that cuz I love squash matches so.
0: Yeah, no. They they had a squash match. I don't remember the two jobbers' names, but uh it was just fucking utterly fantastic. And this match this week, we're not overselling it. This is one of the best tag team
1: sprints you'll ever see. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> like a legit great match. I should have should put it in uh in my in my my notebook. <laughs> it was definitely a notebook worthy match for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and it makes me want – I've been ranting about this on the pay side, but I want these two teams to feud over a set of titles. I don't care which set of titles it is. I think that would be fantastic if if they were given a chance to really stretch their legs and, and have longer matches. And again, if we get rid of some of this glut – And that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: I'm watching this team, and I'm going, these dudes need to be doing more than this. These teams need to be doing more than like, oh, hey, these guys. Like, they got to be doing more. I mean, these te- they're, they're too good to, to just be kind of – um yeah just there's, in like a normal showcase match.
0: I mean there's some charisma issues there with all four of them sure but but it's like if you have matches like that you're gonna get over in full sale at minimum you're getting over in full sale and then if you get over in full sale you're gonna get over on these takeovers
1: well yeah um, all I'm saying is just like have you know have this match mean something have it oh these guys are gonna get a title shot yeah now. like the match was over and it was just like these guys right. and then they went to the back and you're like oh geez like they just went out there and killed it like you gotta do more with that right like you got to find a way to 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 make the most of that. But it was just like, yeah, it was, they came out and they did their thing. And it was like, ah, all right. Uh, the, okay. So I looked it up uh Hector Kunzman and Stanley Watts was the, That's the uh, match. yep. Because I remember oh, I did making, remember that Stanley Watts. Uh, what was he? Uh, I didn't remember little, that uh, one. Yeah. 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 I did. Want, I remember that one.
0: I remember Kunzman. I was making fun of him. I was like, he's, the <laughs> you can't be running around and wrestling with the name Kunzman. It just, it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> You're Kunzman. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. A tough one. <laughs> all right, so that's uh, that is NXT Takeover Phoenix. That show's gonna rock. I mean, come on, you never bet against the Takeover. <laughs> so, they'll... all right, so let's get to the Royal Rumble. We have two pre show matches, Joe. We got Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. That is on the pre show. You also have back to the pre show the Cruiserweights, Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Tommy, and Kalisto. Of course, that is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Buddy Murphy's Cruiserweight Championship. So we'll start with Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, yeah, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura pre-show what do you think I take?
0: mean on paper it, it you know it, it, it could be good but it's the pre-show it's it's the mailman Shinsuke Nakamura that's, the <laughs> <name> that, <laughs> that's a good name yeah.
1: uh
0: the mailman uh Shinsuke Nakamura and it's the pre-show and there might be a big commercial in the middle and you might have you know Rusev and, and Lana with Samantha who fucking knows um so you can't really the
1: too this is a stadium show. Though, remember, oh, yeah. the pre-show matches on stadium shows are bad. Wow. If this is a normal arena, at least you got four thousand people in there. They're making this is going to be, you know, a, a thirty forty thousand seat venue with you know thousand people. In it. people. It's, yeah, it's going to be a at ghost capacity time.
0: at capacity twenty five. Can we talk about that for a minute before we talk? Yeah, about let's this go ahead. More? Yeah, because I think this, the lineup's really strong.
1: Oh, this but is a good one for sure.
0: We have to bring up the bullshit, fucking absolute garbage bait and switch that they've pulled now now potentially twice they advertised a Brock Lesnar Braun Strowman match that they knew 100% wasn't going to happen Braun Strowman wasn't even medically cleared uh, at the time that they announced the match and they did that to attempt to sell tickets because they were more confident in that selling tickets than the than the Finn Balor match and now they're fucking around with John Cena where John Cena may not even appear on the show but they've announced him for the show again in an effort to sell some tickets because they booked a 40,000-seat building, and they're looking at selling about 25,000 tickets. Yeah. So this is bullshit. And this is fucking bait-and-switch. It's dirty. And it cannot be excused. And one thing I've learned today on Twitter <laughs> is that people will use the phrase, hard subject to change, to defend anything. Because that's what everybody – what I've learned today is WWE fans – and these are not our followers, by the way. You guys are smarter than this. Our listeners and our followers are too smart for this. It's all people, when I click their profiles, they don't follow us. Shit gets retweeted or whatever. WWE has done this brilliant thing where they have convinced their fan base that bait and switch is okay. And announcing things that they have no intention on delivering on is fine. All because of cards subject to How many times has the phrase card subject to change appeared in our
1: mentions? Oh, Uh, guys, card subject to change. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's exactly. uh, Ah, so right. Advertising Ah, something you have
0: no intentions of delivering on is okay. And they say yes, they're bringing up match examples from 20 years ago. Oh well, remember when The Rock faced Triple H and Stone Cold was going to be in that the match? That was Mac-
1: bad then. <laughs> that Cold was People them- bring up that example, but that was bad then, and people got upset. Go read, go read observers. Go read that, like the the the, the response. Like people were pissed that they they knew Stone Cold was out. They knew that he wasn't going to show up on that show, but they did the thing where he got run over by the car or whatever and then didn't have him in the match. But they knew goddamn well weeks ago that he wasn't going to be there and they didn't stop promoting it one bit and they got shit for it. So, that bring up that example is not good because they got a ton of shit for it because it was bullshit yeah, yeah, then the and it's bullshit they now.
0: Justify yeah. this and it's like, how are you just using it the to justify? They're selling tickets on a false premise that they know they're not going to deliver on. That's fraud by definition. It's fraudulent, it's bullshit. It's bait and switch. They knew they weren't doing Brock Lesnar Braun Strowman. Well, it's the Rumble that sells the tickets and blah, blah. well, apparently not, because they, they can't sell any tickets and they're using these nefarious means to try to fill the building.
1: Yeah, Joe, there are a lot of tickets. You go on Ticketmaster yes. right now. Oh boy. You can you can get yourself to the old Royal Rumble anytime you want. There is a lot of tickets left.
0: Well, John Cena is not going to sell tickets because people are going to buy tickets to see the run. Yeah, John Cena is not a draw. Yeah,
1: what we've mean. learned here on uh, January twenty four, two thousand nineteen, John Cena does not matter to WWE business in any and, way, shape, and or form.
0: Cards so. subject to change absolves you of anything. <laughs> right. You because cards subject to change, and and people are okay with this. They're fans of the company, and they're okay with this. These are the areas where Vince McMahon is brilliant. It's not star creation or any of that. It's fucking the Stockholm syndrome that he creates among his fan base. Where it's we can fuck people over and bait and switch them for years until they accept that it's a normal business practice. Because these are all, if you click the pro, they're all WWE Universe type fans. And I'm not knocking them for that. But it's like cosplayers like uh Liv Morgan is fucking number one I only live twice like people like that <laughs> right and, and and other people who when you you yeah, people profiles, that
1: people that talk about when they got replied to but anybody that yes. the people that are mentioned are the people that that Dolph Stigler replied to me on December 8th <laughs>
0: 2017. yeah it's those kind of people or you click their profiles and it's all tweets about WWE and nothing else and that's fine they're fans too yes of course but these are all people who are now convinced that it is okay to do business this way. Oh, well, it's car subject to change, so they're allowed to change things. We had the one guy telling us, oh, well, how many main events over the years uh, didn't end up happening? That's not good. <laughs> You're accepting this as a business. It's bad. You know, and, and, and they, they, they intentionally advertised a match that they knew they weren't going to deliver on. You don't. And people are accepting this. It's mind blowing, Rich. How stupid people are. And now this John Cena thing. Which, if he doesn't appear in the Royal Rumble, that still remains to be seen. Maybe he'll be in the match. Doesn't look like he's going to be in the match. But if John Cena is not in that match, it is clear that the only reason they announced him for the match is because ticket sales were slow, and they're hoping people buy tickets. And if you don't think that's dirty, because quote card subject to change. You're a fucking idiot. I don't know other way to but I can't be nice about it. I have no tolerance for this. It's dirty. It's just flat out dirty. What you're basically saying is you'll absolve it. They can announce The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and John Cena and Ronda Rousey and fucking uh, whoever else for WrestleMania this year. And then if they don't show up, no, oh, it's all right because cards subject.
1: To change. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that's the thing that people are are, are Well, the card subject change is there for if Braun Strowman, it, they booked him and then he 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 came up with it. There was an injury that happened in the build to it, so they had to, to change. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't be on the show or whatever. But but the idea that like he has he was already hurt and they the promoted him with no intent. Of, and even if he even if he got healed, there was no intention of having that match happen. the The whole idea was to sell tickets because people were going to see Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman and go, Ooh, okay. And it didn't work, and they just said, "Ah, fuck it," and just went to pin again. So, like, and, and this John Cena thing, yeah, that that's like where people can absolve them of that and be like, "Oh, everybody does that." No, they don't. <laughs> everybody doesn't do that because, like you're saying, then I could just promote or, or WWE. Vince McMahon should, like, he should really try this. Just say, "Hey, Stone Cold's coming back to the ring. Uh, the Rock's wrestling Stone Cold, and Stone Cold's return match. Ric Flair is going to be there. Uh, Hogan's going to be against Flair, and then, like, yeah, four weeks prior, just go, ah, you know what? Well, yeah, The Rock, he can't wrestle, and Stone Cold as next still fucked. So." Um, now, sorry, it's going to be Finn Balor versus you know Seth Rollins instead. So hopefully, you don't care, and people well, will say, "Well, it's good. Cards subject to change." So.
0: Rich, I'm now convinced that these fucking mouth-breathing idiots would defend it. cars subject to change. Oh, that's fine. Do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, well, maybe if... he, he thought The Rock was going to be there, and then he couldn't. So he... <laughs> yeah,
0: t- take, take my money, and then do whatever you want. Uh, of you know, it, it's people are fucking idiots. But you know, this is the, one of these things that this company has made normal. They've normalized it, so. These fans accept it. it, it, it it's, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. So, it, 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 you know, if Cena doesn't show up in this Rumble, Rich, this is a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace that they will have false advertised on purpose two different matches on this, on this show. That's ridiculous. And it's not getting enough press. And enough people are not ranting and raving about this. It's disgusting. It's an a- absolute disgrace. There's no other way to describe it. If it goes down, like you're saying, cards subject to change, it doesn't cover that. It doesn't give you a free pass to fuck with people and lie to them. It's for if someone gets hurt or suspended or a minor change at the bottom of the card or extenuating circumstances or a non-routine issue comes up. That's what that covers. And, prom- and good promoters don't even like to do that. And they're apologetic when things like that happen and offer make goods or whatnot. You know, but to intentionally lie and to deceive your audience, which is what they're doing here and what they've done and what they may have done again with Cena, is indefensible from any perspective. And it's just stunning to me that they will have have fans who defend it. I, I, I don't know how to wrap my head around that, but I saw it in real fucking life today. It should be universally accepted that card-subjected change is not an excuse for, fo- for intentionally false advertising. Where, where, what are we doing here where this is okay? And people are saying this is okay. This is crazy. So, so Cena better show up in this fucking match. Or you're going to hear this over again. Next week, no one wants to hear this again. Believe me, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to help myself. So anyway, I wanted to get that out there. They, they're yeah, running a 40,000-seat yeah. building. They can't fucking sell tickets to the damn thing. Plus, they're selling tickets at like a 60% discount.
1: Joe, or whatever it is. I, just, $2. I, $2. I just want through Ticketmaster. I, as you were doing that, the reason I wasn't responding is because I was counting. And it, it took a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> so I put the quantity up to the max was eight. So the max I can do on Ticketmaster is buy eight tickets at once on Ticketmaster. Okay? It's for the yeah. Royal Rumble, of course, on Sunday. Uh, I did any ticket price, whatever, $26 to or $706 is the highest price. Do you want to guess how many rows I can buy eight tickets in? I'm guessing a lot. So I can, these are just different sections, different rows. These are any row anywhere in the building. This is from the front, you know, the ringside, the upper deck, to club level, to whatever. How many rows can I buy eight tickets in? I, right now on Ticketmaster.
0: Probably a bunch.
1: What's a rough estimate of, of a bunch for you? Numbers. Like? I don't know
0: how many rows are in this place. Um is it into triple figures? It gotta be in the triple
1: it figures. It is triple figures, yes.
0: So hund- there are hundreds of rows where you can buy eight tickets together.
1: Do you want to know the exact number? Yes, give me a number. 166 different awesome. rows. I can buy eight tickets. <laughs> together. Ooh,
0: One, no boy. seats. boy. Yeah. That's
1: that's a, not the good. <laughs> That's not a good.
0: And and people, this is why they're false advertising. (laughs) Right, because
1: they want you to buy eight tickets to go see Braun Strowman and and, and Brock Lesnar.
0: But again, I feel like I'm being unfair because I feel like our audience knows this. Yeah, they do. They
1: do. I I feel
0: like I'm shouting at people who are like, don't yell at me. I agree. You know, that's what's happening here. So it's like but 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 it's crazy that the, the that your gen pop fan doesn't fucking understand this and more or does understand it and doesn't care.
1: Yeah, well, they, they've been doing it? it. They've been doing it for so long that they don't. I mean, like they didn't grow up in an era where that fucking was bullshit. And like you really got like that was unacceptable. Like you could not do that. They grew up in an era where it was just like, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's
0: yeah, Rich, there's some family of four that might buy tickets to this thing because John Cena said he's going to be in the role. Right, Of course. Then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's fucking bullshit. You know, a little kid sitting there in his dumb wristbands, and this stupid. You can't see me fucking neon shirt and his dopey hat, and he's going to be sitting there waiting for John Cena to show up on the Royal Rumble, and he's not going to, and people think, this is okay! I mean, what are we doing here? But anyway, you know maybe they need to book Paul Goldschmidt or so. Why he's on the Cardinals now? That is. <laughs> I was you know, going
1: to say that that might not work anymore. You got to
0: book AJ Pollock. Oh wait, no, he's on the Dodgers. On the Dodgers now. Now. No, that's not gonna going to work. I need Randy
1: stink. Johnson to go out there and throw the
0: stink ball. huh? the Diamondbacks. Are <laughs> yeah,
1: stink. yeah, I mean, that's. The Yankees uh... are
0: free agent too, right? So they they're fucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, maybe he's
1: not a, not I don't sure. think he is. Yeah, they're going to need Tony Womack and Randy Johnson to walk down there and just recreate the World Series game. Yeah. Gonzo's going to have to chop one over yeah. the second base line. They don't know.
0: Kurt Schilling, though. They might want to lay low no, They
1: him. probably, Yeah, they should probably not bring but Kurt. Kurt I'm lay sure. Lay low on
0: Kurt Schilling, but if you want to get the big unit in there, you know, like yeah, unit me. in there. Yeah, yes. you know, That's big some, uh, unit. Tony Womack is a good one. You're right. Maybe the O Dog, Orlando Hudson, you get him in there.
1: I yeah, re- was Randy Sanders on the team? I, I think he was.
0: Reggie Sanders was on every team.
1: So, I love Reggie Sanders. Team.
0: He had that one run where he was on a different team every year for like seven years. <laughs> he was always
1: years. good too. That's the best part. It's like yeah, watched the history, but he was solid. Reggie Sanders was yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he, he was, was on, on a He was on the Diamondbacks team. That was right.
0: Pirates, Diamondbacks, Royals. Reds. Uh Reds. Reds Giants,
1: Pirates. Cardinals. All one year. All one year. Atlanta. Atlanta. He was in Atlanta. Do you remember the Atlanta Reggie Sanders? Oh, yeah. Year? No, I you think don't. He had
0: a brutal year in Atlanta, I think. Didn't he have a brutal year in Atlanta? But uh, and then um maybe that wasn't Reggie Sanders, but because um, he would typically have good years with with teams, and then he couldn't get more than a one year deal ever. It was just yeah. a crazy thing. Um
1: but anyway. Yeah, see so we got here. Yeah, we got Tony Womack, we got uh, yeah, uh the unit, Gonzo, byung Hong Kim. You can bring byung Hung Kim there. Book uh, John Lamb. <laughs> John Lamb <laughs> That's the third baseman, right, John. Lynn? Uh, third baseman that year was Matt Williams. Actually, the, uh, the... oh, I mean now. Like third oh, <laughs> I think so. I don't really. I'm not up on my. Uh... Oh, Junior Spivey. I like Junior Spivey. It's, it's good. good base, Junior Spivey. I mean. No one's coming to watch these guys. They're fucked. This show is going to do really bad. What are they going to have to do, man? I mean, they, they and, and, you know, prior to Royal Rumbles, that, that many, many years ago, they did that Alamo Dome thing where it was like two for one tickets or three for one tickets. I see right now there's a deal called, let me see what this deal is. Yeah, they're um, doing
0: deals. They're doing deals. They're a hundred percent. It was like
1: something where like, I get four tickets for the price of two. Oh, wow, I yes, just saw that. Where was it?
0: Yeah, that's what they, exactly what they're doing. And they're still struggling. And they're false advertising John Cena. Okay?
1: <laughs> it's still not working. Brock
0: Lesnar versus Braun, and they're still struggling. It's it's a disgrace. It's an utter fucking disgrace. Uh, oh, my but, God. Look how
1: many... Oh, dude, Joe. Floor seats. Section it's... floor seven, row P. I can get eight tickets. Section nine, floor, row P. Eight tickets. Section floor 12, row R. Eight tickets. Section floor 12, row S. Eight tickets. Section floor, row seven. Sixteen... 17, 9, section D, section F, section H. Like, these are...
0: There's only, listen, there's only one thing to do. You gotta book Patrick Corbin for the world. Wait, he's gone to the right. nationals, I should. So, um, what, what this podcast has done is alerted me to how bad the Diamondbacks yes,
1: are so now, be. yeah, that's what we've done is educated that they have given up on the year. They are ready to start the tank over there in uh, Arizona. So, <laughs> that's...
0: David Peralta needs to enter. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah. Uh, Josh Colmetter. bring Josh Coleman out there.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Rich.
1: Recreate Rich his. Uh, yeah, he's been. Josh, he's been he's
0: gone. gone for a year and a half. No, I know, time. I know. Well, there's
1: no one left on the team. I,
0: he might be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they might be calling Josh Colmetzer.
1: Brandon Webb. Dig Brandon Webb out of the. Oof.
0: Yeah. Injuries killed that guy, huh? <laughs>
1: Man. Oh, I'm looking at this team taking away Colchman. <laughs> I feel he says. Eech. All right. Robbie Ray. I'll be like the, I'll be like the Daniel Descalso, Robbie Ray, uh, <laughs> Diamondbacks. That's anyway. pretty
0: much. Yeah. Robbie Ray. Yeah. I mean, he's their. He's their ace now, right? Guy. I guess
1: so. Yeah, they, yeah. So anyway, um, that's what Rusev and Shitsuke are going to be wrestling in front of is, uh, 200 people showing up to a, uh, 20, uh, 40,000 seat arena. That's only going to have twenty thousand in it, so yeah, it's going to be bad uh, to see that. And then, obviously, the cruiserweight match looks awesome on paper, but uh, it's always tricky with those uh, pre shows, especially on a on a stadium show like that. If the sounds just nowhere and just it's just the optics look bad, and the lights are all on, and people are like getting in their seats and stuff. I I just have a tough time getting involved in those and, and getting and no really excited about, about
0: them. And it may take nine commercials, and um, you know, I don't think they'll do a title change. I will say that Hideo Itami is getting the strongest push that he's, got, that he's received in the company since probably when he first – the early days of NXT. But I think him winning the three-way on 205 Live this week was kind of a tip-off that he's not winning the title. I think they just wanted to plant seeds, mm-hmm. that he, the guy to win the title. I don't think he will. Um, you know, I don't think uh, Callisto is going to win the title. I, th- I think they're going to stick with Buddy Murphy. But, um, yeah, it's I think hard so, so. too. He think- makes
1: the most sense. Yeah, I don't think Tozawa is going to win. Callisto doesn't make sense. And, and Itami – it seems a little too on the nose for Tommy, so that's probably why it's not going to go to Itami, So
0: Yeah, because he's getting a mega push with, uh, with 205 Live legend Arya Davari as his manager, <laughs> um, which sounds absurd on paper, but it kind of works. Terrible. But... Um, you know, they just won't let him talk. Akira Tozawa, they let him talk a ton this week with uh, Brian Kendrick. Um, you know, he, he said, Look, I didn't come halfway across the world to be a joke. He's, like, he's, he's forgotten right, one yeah. of the <laughs> so I'm telling you, 205 Live has
1: shoot promo. There's no oversight at 205 Live.
0: There is none. No one believes me, but it's shoot promo after shoot promo week after week. You know, it's it's, it's fucking, it's a wild show and the matches are good. But anyway, yeah, that's your pre-show.
1: All right, let's get to the main card here. Uh, We got The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus defending the SmackDown Tag Team titles against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, What an alternate universe we've gone into. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, this is the one match on the show that I have absolutely no interest in. Um, <laughs> you can't have any interest in Shane McMahon.
1: How oh, but they put uh, Shane through a table. Joe, do you I, – I wonder. <laughs> Just stick with me here. So the bar put Miz and, and, and Shane through a table. Do you think Shane McMahon's going to put one of them through a table via an elbow from the top rope?
0: Well, I mean, Shane McMahon, <laughs> who – is a silver fox and is fifty years old and was the winner of the World Cup, proving that he's the best in the world at the World Cup event. He determined, ever, yeah,
1: he officially determined that the World Cup uh, that that he was the best in the world by winning the World Cup to winning the World Cup the world at Cup.
0: World Cup, which isn't <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <Corruption> anymore.
0: <laughs> so, um so he's the best in the world. So I would expect that uh, he does win the tag team titles here and, and does put uh, one of these two men uh, through tables. I, I listen. I'm really happy for Cesaro and Sheamus that they get to uh, presumably make all this money on the main roster and all that. But my God, I would love for those guys to get cut yeah. and just go somewhere and, and have good matches again. And um, you know, but you know, it's uh, what are you going to do? I have zero interest in this. I don't think there's anything they can do in this match to, to, to make me interested in it. I have no use for Shane McMahon. I don't give a shit about the Miz. And uh the bar to me, I talk about it every time we do this. I think they are very overrated um uh, as a tag team, and um uh, you know, it's just uh, two guys that are essentially going through the motions, and they I know they have a nice hot sequence now and then, and they're still very good, but as a team, they do nothing for me, and they always under deliver, so I have no use for this,
1: yeah, it's just yeah, for them, it's just like i I just by them in general like they're fine they're okay but it's it just you you know that both these dudes are capable of doing so much more and they're just kind of yeah. going by going through the motions a lot of times and, and and it's fine like they're going through the motions is very good but yeah it's, it's hard to get really excited about the next bar match or whatever so uh, here's a match i think a lot of people are excited about uh raw women's championship you got ronda rousey defending against sasha banks i'm uh, i'm pretty excited for this one this is uh this is potentially pretty good so
0: Let's just tie it all in. If Ronda does leave after WrestleMania,
1: right? And let's let's okay. So let's read the report here for people that did not hear that. So this is. Um... I get this from post-wrestling. Uh, so I'm just going to uh, transcribe what they wrote at post-wrestling.com. Uh, the major news today was that Dave Meltzer's report in the wrestling observer newsletter regarding the status of Ronda Rousey beyond WrestleMania. Uh, Meltzer reported that she is expected to be finishing up her run around that time. Although it is expected, uh, although is expected to continue her affiliation with the company. It is no secret that Rousey has always stated she eventually wants to start a family and has hinted in the past, uh, not being able to wrestle forever. Um, WWE has issued a statement that Rousey is under contract with the company until April 10th, 2021, but added that if she wants to start a family, quote, that is a private matter. Uh, Our good friend TMZ man, Ryan Satin over at Pro Wrestling Sheet, says uh, that Rousey informed the company around Survivor Series that she would be taking a break after WrestleMania, although stated it is not set in stone. So there's a lot of smoke to that fire. Presumably by WrestleMania or near WrestleMania or around WrestleMania, she's going to be finishing up temporarily with the company. So.
0: I trust Ryan Satin and Dave Meltzer on this yes. more than I trust PTI or fucking TMZ or whatever other mainstream outlet you're going because they're just going to say, well, she's under contract till 2021. They don't know what they're talking about, okay? Satin and Meltzer are talking to people in the company. I trust them. So if, they, if they're if they talking to people close to Rousey and people close to the company and she's giving word – And maybe word, Rousey
1: herself. I mean, let's be honest with Dave. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, excellent point. You know what? You're dead on. And it's like and, – and Dave even – you know, Dave – Acknowledged that she's under contract beyond that point, but she had, they, they do. uh They may have known since last year that she wanted to take off for a while to, to, to get pregnant or whatever. And, um, you know, so I, look, I, I trust that. Now, it's, again, it's not set in stone, but if it happens, Rich, I really don't understand the logic of the three way at WrestleMania. Now forget this Sasha Banks match. I'm not really concerned about this when we're talking about the longer term picture here. It's like, because Rousey's going to be in the main event. And it'll be Lynch and, and Charlotte. And I, I really don't get it. Now, I, I, the counter argument is if you put all three of them in the main event and then Rousey goes away, then Lynch and Charlotte get the rub of being in the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. I get that. I don't agree with it, though. I think you're better off picking one or the other to get the full rub instead of sharing the rub. Just pick one. Even if you pick Charlotte. I would pick Lynch myself. But even if you pick – just pick one, have them beat Ronda Rousey clean in the middle in the main event at WrestleMania and stand on the turnbuckle with the belt and be that be your closing scene with 70,000, 60,000, 50,000, however many people are there cheering, the fucking confetti, the image, the moment that they like to do. Pick one and do it and try to make a megastar. I don't even care which one you pick even though I would pick Lynch. You're putting three people in there now, and it's convoluted, and it's, it, it, it's spreading out the rub. Just give the rub to one person. Have we forgotten how to make stars? Try it with Lynch and see what happens. You might, she might catch fire. But no, you were going to put three people in the fucking match. Yeah,
1: and, and she, Rousey probably won't even be in the result either. Like, you know, right. Charlotte will pin Becky or something like that. And it won't even, you know, that, that's probably yeah. the way they'll go about it.
0: Which is bullshit. Because, and, 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 and look, and here's the thing. If you just do Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and have Becky beat her clean in the middle, Ronda's going away for a little while anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. Beat her on the way out. And then Charlotte has a gripe. Yeah. Oh, I should have been in a match. And it, it, it there's your next feud. Because now Charlotte has a, a storyline gripe for for continuing to have beef with Becky Lynch. And then when Ronda comes back in nine months or a year, or I guess nine months would really be fucking fast if she's trying to have a baby.
1: <laughs> she's ready uh, to go. She's ovulating that minute. I guess you could do that. I but, mean, uh, she's getting
0: pregnant backstage after the match. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe. She's yeah, having geez. that
0: child and she's coming back in a week. No, but so when Ronda Rousey comes back in a year or whatever, it's been so far removed from that result. You could pop it right back into the mix with whoever's champion at that time. Right, right, right. This is so stupid to have a three-way. Like, I get the the argument, but I completely disagree with it. It's just they're trying to give everybody – this is classic WWE. They want to give everybody rubber. You can't push everyone at the same time. Just pick someone and go with it. And, and, And the one that gets left out, I'm sorry. It's competitive business. We picked the other person.
1: All right, well, let's be honest here. Okay. It should be Charlotte. I mean, it, 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 if, if the story of the year that you need to be telling and everything, that needs it, it, Charlotte will be fine. Charlotte can have her, her another 15 women's title runs over the next decade or whatever. It's fine. But you have gold in Becky Lynch right now.
0: Oh, you mean, I mean it should be Charlotte that's left out?
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry. I should it. have said. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. no, 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 no. It should be Charlotte left over. out. I should right. say, yeah. I thought I thought, I, was <laughs> right there. But yeah, no, Charlotte, I mean, there's no, there's no point in, in, in Charlotte being in there. I mean, yeah, I know that they want that because that's, yeah. their, that, that's who they would pick if they had the choice, if the fans weren't so obvious Becky's about, you know.
0: The Becky's the one fucking this up and making it complicated in their minds. Yeah, exactly. Becky is Daniel Bryan. She's Daniel Bryan. Right. She's fucking everything up because she got over it. And, and they can't deny how over she is. Hey, remember so when she-
1: Dana Bryan won the world title on a, three-way. <laughs> like a three way? Yeah,
0: exactly, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, they have
1: you know, Randy Orton they- in there. You got to have Orton in there, though. You to have Orton
0: in it. Yes, <clears throat> fucking ridiculous. You know, and and so yeah, it's got to be Lynch. I mean, that's the one that has. She has more of a chance to really catch fire here
1: and really make that the most. I mean, Charlotte will beat Ronda, and then like yeah, it, 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 whatever. Who cares? But like, if Becky does that, then she is now made. You know what I mean? Like, that's now a new a thing that yeah. she can really play. And, and she's so good at sort of leveraging that as well that I, I'm sure she could do so much with it. But yeah.
0: So, and I want to say this too. If, if Ronda does go away, we knock this company constantly for their terrible creative choices and whatnot. They couldn't have handled Ronda Rousey any better. I mean, I have minor gripes here or there, but on the whole, perfection for the most part. I mean, she's helped elevated the w- women's division because they are not in the main event without Ronda Rousey in the mix. That's just not happening. They're not main eventing WrestleMania if, if Rousey's not there. But the other thing that Rousey did was because of her uh, uh, wrestling style, she really changed the course of how the women work in that company right now. With the more rugged style and everything. Because That's they're all... Yeah, it, it changed everything. It changed everything for the better. Ronda Rousey changed everything in that company for the better in regards to the women. She helped elevate everyone. And it changed the working style uh, to something a little more rugged and real. And um, everyone is a winner here except for Sasha Banks, who basically lost her spot uh, in in the interim. Um, You know, but it is what it is. Uh, She isn't a big match here on the second biggest show of the year, to be fair. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, the, they have handled Rousey, I mean, as close to perfect as you're going to see, especially by their standards.
1: Oh, so. for sure. And, and, like, I think we brought this up a few months ago, but I said, like, she's proof that the star-making machine is a broken. They still know how to use it. They just choose not to with a lot of people because it's been simple with Ronda. Keep her, you know, somewhat special. She's not on every single show, but when she is on show, she comes across as a giant star. She beats everybody, and, and she keeps her words kind of short, and then she comes out, she, she fucks people up, she has great matches, and then she leaves. Like it, 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 They know you how know, to do I, it. Like, I agree with that. I do. But let's not give them too
0: much credit because she came in a star. With that said, they believe me, they could fuck it up. They could fuck up anything. But, but I don't want to throw too many roses because she already came in arguably the biggest draw outside of conor mcgregor and sure. yeah in but Mr. i guess yeah
1: i guess give them credit for not fucking it up when <laughs> there are yeah. so many ways that they could yeah so I, I i see what you're saying there we're not maybe not the star making machine but the star continuation machine or whatever or
0: yes successfully continued her star power uh, uh you know by not fucking it up i think that's fair to say Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a backhanded compliment.
1: No, but but she's been great. She's been awesome. She's been a brush, a breath of fresh air to the the women's division. And one of the best things, the thing I anticipate the most about, you know, there's, there's been some like terrible promos and stuff that have kind of come and gone or whatever, but ultimately, you know, through and through, like she is one of the more entertaining things and it's some great matches and whatnot. And it's been a great little run that she's had. Um, there so i think she's gonna be missed too I, I really do think they're gonna to have to uh, i do too i, I struggle I, I, yeah. to, to fill that gap because she has been pushed so heavily and 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 it's all about as we said it, i don't i don't have anything against pushing somebody that's only going to be there for a year or whatever even if they knew the day she walked in she said i'm going to be here for a year i have no problem doing that the key is when she goes away who's that next person are you ready for that next person if becky beats her sends her off packing for nine months to 10 months, whatever, and Becky leverages that, that I sent Ronda Rousey away, you haven't seen her back here since I beat her, then it's, it, it was all worth it. You know what I mean? It, it was all worth it to do that. So that's the key, though. You got to do that if you don't. And they're
0: so lucky right now because they have that next person just waiting to explode, potentially. Yep. And, and and you know, so they actually, they don't have to manufacture it. It's there just fucking waiting for them. So, um, You know, uh, we'll see. But Sasha Banks is in this match, and this is the biggest match she's had in a while. She's someone who really has slipped down the card a bit and is uh, working her way back up. She's not going to be in the mix for this Mania Main event. I'm sure that's eating her alive. Um, She is someone who is very prideful and is a huge wrestling nerd. And, um, you know, you can sense when she's bitter. And I sense that she is bitter right now with all of this. She's had some smarmy tweets and some backhanded things to say. Um so um I don't know. R- Rousey obviously has to go into WrestleMania with the title though. So um you know, I, I think Banks is uh taking an L in this one.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Of would agree. So. Uh good for good opportunity for her to have a, a great match and then get ignored again <laughs> in the future. But uh, as we move on to the person we talked about a little bit earlier, the next women's match here, SmackDown Women's title, Asuka defending uh, the SmackDown Women's title against Becky Lynch. I mean, Becky probably should win this, but I'm not that confident. I think the better story maybe for her uh, is to win the Women's Rumble. So I wouldn't be stunned if she lost here, but I don't know how you necessarily get around that either without it looking like, you know, you don't want to lose too much. So I, there's got to be some creative way to do it.
0: Winning the Rumble could cover that, but what maybe we're just – under, maybe Sasha Banks does win, and Becky wins, and we, the, the title of being defended at WrestleMania is the other title. I mean, is that impossible? I, I don't know if you want to beat Rousey, though, uh, you know, on this show, so probably not. I'm probably overthinking this. I think Rousey wins, and then I think Lynch loses, but then Lynch can win the Rumble to cover for the loss, and I think that's fine.
1: Uh, We'll move on here, a match that I'm pretty excited about here. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan doing uh, some really great work right now with his heel vegan. You know, you're all destroying the Earth character, which is pretty cool. It's a a unique departure, and I think he made the very right call of saying, please make me a heel. I don't want to be a a mindless underdog face anymore. Uh, And AJ Styles uh, is kind of back in the fold and doing some pretty fun stuff here. But, uh, I mean, it's Daniel Bryan AJ Styles. I mean, Jesus, this is a great card, a really, really good card.
0: Yeah, I mean, this should be great. And I hope it is great. And Daniel Bryan, a brilliant career move begging the turn heel because he saw the writing on the wall. He wasn't going anywhere as a face. And this is working out brilliantly. I mean, it's just, you know, um, it, he's he's sufficiently annoying in the role and and he feels reinvigorated and this was, uh, yeah, this is all working out great, and this match has a chance to be great.
1: Yeah, what I like about it, too, is, again, like I, I say, the, the thing I love most in wrestling is, like, people being the real characters, and I would totally buy it, Dan O'Brien, just, because he kind of was this anyway, you know what I mean? Like, and now it's just what the volume turned up. He's he turned it up. Not, yeah, he's now being even more, you know, he used to just be like, oh, I love the Earth, and you know, I do this, but now he's like, you're bad because you don't love the Earth as much as me, which is fine. That's pro wrestling 101. Take what these people really believe in, what these people really want, and and, and just ramp it up. Turn the volume up a little but so it's perfect he's using it on twitter now too he's not being a very good character you know he's not being the guy that's kind of responding to people on. He, he's being an asshole on twitter too which is yeah. perfect the pocket yeah. level of just like be the character on twitter and then you can nail it and just like again but it's nothing unrealistic like I don't doubt that Dan O'Brien thinks that people that eat, eat meat are pieces of shit like I, I'm sure he probably does and now he has the opportunity to really say it and that's, I think that's a great I think that that and you're seeing it from him you're seeing the reinvigoration you're seeing the promos you're seeing that that he's just reignited and re-energized by this because he can finally be himself because plucky underdog isn't dan o'brien like he's never been that so
0: i think I i don't know if he thinks people who eat meat are pieces of shit but i think he probably he definitely believes in all the things he's saying but he's ramping it up and being the worst example of the kind of person who thinks the things he's saying and he's smart enough to do that um because he knows he can't just go out there and talk about uh you know he can't be your run-of-the-mill vegan guy who cares about the earth because that's not going to get sufficient heat. He has to be that super annoying guy who's a vegan who cares about the earth who everybody hates
1: because we all care about the earth and we all think animals shouldn't be mistreated. But when you're such a dickwad about it, like PETA, you're yes. like, Oh God, you're like PETA. Like exactly. I love dogs, but you guys are ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> like chill out. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you, you know, like, yeah, there's people that are like great dog owners that donate and do all that sort of stuff. And I know you and I have talked about doing that before, but like, I hate PETA because they make it so awful that yeah. like, you don't want to be associated with them.
0: Right. So, I mean, I think he's smart enough to do that. So that's so that it gets heat. Um, you know, so yeah. And he's doing just a great job. It's fantastic. Right down to the way he's dressing. I mean, it's just, you know, he, he, I don't know if you saw, but he responded to a tweet put out by chase field, uh, advertising, whatever.
1: Yes. They're going to do the product. Royal rumble burger. Yeah. I, I actually let me yeah. find the Royal rumble burger and see if uh, you would eat it. That
0: thing looks delicious. I was going to
1: say, I, I know okay. that you're going to love it. So
0: and that's number one, but uh, it was some kind of pork and beef. Yeah, let me
1: get this. Let me get this Royal rumble burger. Uh,
0: Yeah, so you know, and he's staying in character, and he was talking about how you know how it's atrocity.
1: Okay, so we give meet the Royal Rumble burger, Joe. We put an 18 ounce pork bratwurst patty on a toasted onion roll, then we added cheddar cheese, smoked bacon, crispy coleslaw, fried onions, and barbecue aioli, and then we topped it with fried mac and cheese wedges. Available Sunday at WWE. Royal Rumble. So.
0: Okay, who's not in with that?
1: I mean, <laughs> I want to meet the person that's upset about that.
0: That thing sounds fucking awesome. And if you eat one of those a year, you're not going to die of a heart attack. Okay? I mean, cut it out. That thing sounds tremendous. I want to replicate that in my home somehow. I am going to make that thing
1: I think you can do it. Nothing that, nothing's too unrealistic here. There's nothing here.
0: crazy there. There's nothing crazy there. And I'm going to report back with the findings, because that thing sounds beyond fucking delicious. But anyway, what did Daniel Bryan have to
1: say? Uh, okay, I, I'm having trouble finding his tweet now. He's had a few now. He's been he's been firing off, because people keep asking him about eating it, uh. and stuff like that. So I gotta, I gotta find it here. Uh, oh, Chase Fields should be ashamed of themselves. Made from factory-farm pigs, an intelligent and extremely social animal, and cheese from cows who's babies were ripped away from them then add the heart disease delivered to the people who eat it hashtag shame hashtag the worst generation so
0: yeah so uh,
1: because yeah. he's acting like the guy like you're walking around portland eating like a hot dog and he's like you know that, that and you're like shut up dude i'm <laughs> just eating this hot dog man like like look i'm hungry i i haven't you know had a chance to eat all day like just leave me alone you know he's he's got a guitar with him in, in portland he's just sitting on a cardboard box screaming at you and you're like ah, dude i know man like i i get it I, i'm aware
0: yeah, he's he's still occupying Wall Street six years later. Like he hasn't, <laughs> right,
1: exactly, you know, it's right,
0: like yeah. you you're just you know is fucking you know annoying, and of course that's going to get heat. So yeah, he's doing just
1: a tremendous job. With it. Uh, and AJ Styles, he's a he's there too. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's fine. Right. But, you know, I mean Daniel Bryan just eating him alive, and it's, so. yeah, yeah.
0: A, you know, AJ's there to have a nice little match. Yeah. You know? So that that's that's the deal with that.
1: Oh, Someone great. said
0: this, and I can't remember who it was, but um, I, I, shit, I can't remember who, who said it, but, so I can't give them credit. But it wasn't me. I'm not stealing credit. Someone said Vince McMahon looks like Steve Buscemi now, and I can't get it out of my head. Oh, he really
1: does, yeah. The, like, it's, the sunken red eyes and the weird lips and stuff. Yeah, a, an Vince is not, well. he no. is not
0: looking well. He is not looking well. I, I I don't know. The good news I,
1: is, that Steve Buscemi's looked like that for like twenty five years now, so maybe. But uh, that's not a bad point. Yeah, but but Steve Buscemi always looked like that. Vince Van did not always. always look like reptilian. Like he he's evolving into like some sort of reptile creature. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre, yes. and weird.
0: Even his voice doesn't sound. It's weird. like
1: gravelly and stuff. You can't even hear what he's saying. It's just like
0: sounds you- and looks exhausted.
1: Yeah. He He's a 70- slept more than four hours in 40 years. I mean, Jesus.
0: Yeah. He's a 70-year-old man who never takes a day off and doesn't sleep and eats steak with ketchup and you know, steak
1: wraps. <laughs> or whatever. I think it's steak wraps <laughs> with ketchup, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's catching up with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know people say he'll outlive all of us. I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised nah. if – his number's up fairly soon. I mean, he's been pumping his body full of steroids for the last 30 years, 40 years.
1: Oh, what are you implying? <laughs> Come on.
0: You know, so it, it's, his lifestyle is not healthy whatsoever. Um, and, and he's not looking or, or appearing or speaking well at all. It's, it's, and then there were those weird reports a few years ago that he was going blind. Those kind of went away, but um, that had to start from something. Um, I don't know. Vince is looking real shaky these days.
1: Um, I'm reading this burrito story. just need to the steak wrap thing. He, uh, he said he didn't know what a burrito was. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, he said that people would know. So here's the story. Um, he says, I, I, I think they were going to poison Big Show and give him a spiked burrito. The whole concept was we we're going to spike his food. I, I forget where this is actually from, but, uh. Is a Vince quote? Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, the the, 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 whole concept was going to spike his food, spike the burrito. Uh, you cut to a vignette before that shows big show eating the burrito. Uh, and then later on he passes out in the ring and we go from there. So Vince, oh, this is a former writer. That's why it's a former WWE writer. So Vince goes burrito. Who the hell knows what a burrito is? It was such a foreign concept and everybody in the room goes, well, we know what a burrito is. And Vince goes, well, where the hell have I been? So the funny thing is though, and this guy says, the funny thing is though, that Vince's secretary would walk into his office, the writing room with the burrito. It was a steak wrap cut in half and he would put ketchup on it. Every day he was eating a burrito and not knowing what it was. But that's the idea. When you're in the bubble and you're in a business where you're ostracized from society, it's you and them. That's it. Everyone else is an outsider. So things like that do not do make sense in the confines of the wrestling world. So yeah. was- nobody knows what a burrito is as he's eating a burrito with ketchup on it. So.
0: Yeah, essentially, he's eating a burrito. It's what rap is. I mean, yeah, that's just fucking crazy that he, does, he thinks people don't know what a burrito is.
1: Fucking weirdo. <laughs> All right, uh Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar, the champion, defending against Finn Balor. Uh Finn Balor has a character at his disposal at any time that he wants that is unbeatable, and it's a monster, and it can win anything. It can end feuds and end worlds, but he's just going in as plucky Finn Balor <laughs> when he's going for the world title. I was getting, again, like you said, Universe fans were getting on, on you about the cards to change. I was having insane arguments with Universe fans about why is Finn Balor not the demon? And the idea was, well, he's going to lose anyway, so why not save the demon? <laughs> In Kfave, though, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If you have a character, if you are Finn Balor the man, and know that, hey, when I get real deep down, I can be this character that is unbeatable. When I, when I bring out the demon to beat Baron Corbin, like, you know what I mean? Like, you brought the demon out to beat Cor- Baron Corbin. Like, when I can bring this out, and I, I, I guarantee that I'm going to win, and I'm a different man or whatever, and you get a world title shot, isn't that a pretty goddamn good time to bring out the demon? yeah from
0: a kayfabe point of view <laughs> it's for him not to be the demon it doesn't make any sense this is when he, this is when you would be the demon and people are arguing with you saying oh well he's going to lose
1: kayfabe well, <laughs> he doesn't think he's going well, so to lose Finn Balor doesn't come out and say well I'm going to lose so I'm just going to be Finn Balor man because you're just going to beat the fuck out of me anyways who fucking cares but next time yeah maybe I'll bring the demon out we'll see
0: it's a massive logical here this is when he would use it <laughs> right so anyway,
1: Cause all, did, he only uses it to end feuds. Well, this is a very good time to do that. To, you know, I, I understand that. But what, what, how, if I was him, I would deviate from that. I end feuds with this, and I would go with the I win world titles with this thing. But alas, here we are.
0: Here we are. So Brock's going to win. They got other plans for him at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, so. But Finn exactly. Balor is in the, he's in the hardcore Holly spot, right? The yeah, World Exactly. World
1: yep. Party. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. The, indeed the hardcore uh, The thing that was 2004, I want to say, is the hardcore Holly one. Yeah. Where it's just like a against random Brock, ass right? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Against Brock Lesnar. So uh, just a random That's ass it. match because it doesn't matter really all that much because you got the Royal Rumble. So yep. anyway, we got the Women's Royal Rumble, the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, as far as the Women's Royal Rumble, here's who the announced wrestlers are so far. Of course, Carmella, who's coming out number 30, killing any all drama of the number 30th entry. You have Ember Moon, Natalia, Bailey, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Alicia Fox, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Mickey James, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Charlotte, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Lana, and Nia Jax. Oh, sorry, three more. Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, and Lacey Evans as well. So Alexa Everywhere. Bliss makes her return. So that's 23 of the 30. So there's still seven uh, more spots there. I, like a Tony Storm probably because she's going to be there that weekend. One of the old timers, Ivory or someone will show up. Tori Wilson will show up. Like, it's a little stuff like that. But you got 23 of the 30 right there. So that's a core group right there.
0: Right. And the only one not in there is Liv Morgan. Um, so she's hurt or something.
1: Well, Liv uh, Liv's in there, I think think. Or uh, uh, she's listed here. I don't know if she's actually going to be in there.
0: Okay. But... I thought Liv wasn't in it. But anyway, uh, pretty nah, much mean, every...
1: Them listing and them not being in there is, is very possible, though. So
0: Yeah. But yeah, all the UK women will be in town for the taping, so don't be shocked if you see a Nina Samuels show up to Crickets. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, Tony Storm, unfortunately, will get no reaction if they put her in there. Um, Isla Dawn. Oh, God, do I bury God. her on a weekly oh. basis. Yeah, so... Anyway, Women's Rumble, Lynch will probably win.
1: Uh, yeah, that's why I think so, too. She's not announced, but of course, that's because she's in the title match there. So I think she loses yeah. that title match and then comes out there and wins. It makes it most sense. That's, that's what I think. Is there anyone else that you have as a, as a potential there? I guess Charlotte's a, a pretty good potential did, as well. Charlotte, yeah. Uh, to but win then it. So I, I would say Charlotte or Becky is about the only two that I could even make any sort oh, yeah. of case for. I, I can't make that's a case it. for anybody else, though. You yeah. cannot, no. All right, on the men's side, we have a few last. I think we have. T- 20 out of the 30 here, we have R-Truth, who's coming in at number 30, thanks to his uh, his win in the Mixed Match, mixed match Challenge. Uh, you got Drew McIntyre. Oh, remember Drew McIntyre? That was pretty cool for a few weeks. Uh, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Jeff Hardy, Dean Ambrose, Bobby Lashley, Samoa Joe, John Cena? Question mark. <laughs> uh, Elias, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Apollo Cruz, Andrade, Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, and Randy Orton. That's a uh, not a great lineup so far, but uh, we got ten more to go, so I'm sure there will be some uh, surprises here and there. But uh, any predictions as who wins uh, this Royal Rumble? I think you know my my money would be on Seth Rollins if I if I was a betting man, and I think he seems like really the only super logical one there. I mean, I guess you could have like a Samoa Joe type or whatever and go for the SmackDown title, but uh, Seth seems like the best guy to win it, right?
0: Well, the plan was Seth and Brock at Mania. I'll tell you, at one point earlier last week, Drew McIntyre was the betting line favorite.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Think of that what you will. Because, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You could lose that title shot at some other point, or you know, you know how that goes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously, you're going to be boring here and, and, and pick Seth. I mean, you have to. I mean, because that's the match that they're, they're uh, building towards, so. Um, and look they're rumble matches they're probably going to be fun they're always fun and 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 there's a lot of matches on this show well unless it's the greatest royal rumble that's stung <laughs> and, and
1: it's, um, it's hard to make a battle royal suck or make a royal rumble suck but that one they found a way to because it was well
0: put 50 people in it, and yeah, put it, it
1: two and a half hours long then it'll suck yeah
0: in front of fans that aren't paying attention and sitting on sofas and meandering around the front row talking on their cell phones um but um, yeah, and then there's a bunch of matches on the show to look good. This is a really good lineup. No, I'm looking right.
1: forward to it. And and Royal Rumbles, I I always say that that's the pizza of wrestling match types. Like even a bad Royal Rumble, other than the greatest Royal Rumble, is gonna be pretty solid. And and I got buddies coming over. where you are betting on it and stuff. Like it's one of my favorite events every single year because it's just like yeah, you know, you just get excited. It's 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 fun. It's a varied match type. It's pretty good. Like yeah, even the worst Royal Rumble is still pretty fucking solid. So agree. And then yeah, the rest of the card looks great too. I mean shit, yeah, the undercard there with the uh, Brian and Styles. I have no doubt that Lesnar and Balor is going to be great too. This strikes me as a Lesnar is going to try match because I think Balor a guy that he he definitely like the, the super workers. He knows that like people don't give Brock enough credit, but like when he's in there with guys that he knows are good uh, and guys that he knows he can he can do some fun stuff with, he, he usually does deliver pretty well. So uh, I have no doubt he'll do pretty well there. And then yeah, obviously Rousey and Banks looks pretty good. Nasca and, and Becky Lynch has potential to be great. So a lot of good stuff on the show. Looks like a loaded show. And, I am excited for it. So anyway, Joe, we are out of time, right up against it here. Any other thoughts before we get out? No. Oh, real quick. I just want to say the abyss Sanjay Dutt leaving impact news. Uh, that, that was a big gut punch. When I heard that one, it was just like, oh no, like those are impact lifers, man. And they're gone. It's just, oof. just combined yep. with being on this weird channel that doesn't like even structure the shows properly. So you can't even like DV, like, what are we doing? What are we doing these days?
0: It's, it's grim. Sanji Dutt's Dutt's a guy that everybody respects, and um, WWE tried to get him once before, and he and he sided with Impact because he was a Jarrett guy, you know, and he stuck through the regime change, and he's considered a smart guy who everyone respects, and uh, he's not a callous guy, so maybe that made his decision easier.
1: Yeah. Um, But uh, yep. And then Abyss feels even more. Not that because I know Dutt's like more important to to Impact than 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 Abyss was, but just like Abyss just feels like oh that's kind of. That's yeah. like the last guy, you know what I mean? Like he felt like impact. He felt like the representative of impact more than almost anybody else. He lived through everything. He was there forever. I mean, he's just gone. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh the man, last
0: who never really left.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like now that he's gone, it it, it feels. I, I got this like ECW 2001 moment. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, those the, even the last few guys, or even like the Dudley Boys in in, in what, what was it late like late '99? When it's like the Dudley Boys left, you were just like, oh man, like huh? Oh what are we doing anymore? Like if those guys are going to leave, like it's kind of, so that kind of stinks, but uh Conan and Tommy dreamer, uh, replacing them on the creative team. So there we well, go. You know, <laughs> the creative team in
0: every company on yeah. earth. That isn't
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tommy dreamer writes every wrestling show. right now. He's not good at it. So he's not great at it. So, but, uh, uh, many people will be cutting promos about millennials coming up soon, so get, get look forward to that, uh, and more gang wars probably, uh, Conan's booking, but anyway, we gotta get out of here, we wanna thank our sponsor, ZipRecruiter this week, ZipRecruiter.com slash V-O-W to try it for free uh, VoicesWrestling.com uh, for our previews and reviews of all these shows going on this weekend uh, including takeover and the royal rumble and uh yeah patreon.com slash voice wrestling do uh check out joe's news updates the tv reviews maybe some new stuff coming up as well in the pipeline so i definitely do that patreon.com slash voices of wrestling some tiers for you too if you don't want to spend all the five bucks we have a two dollar tier and a one dollar tier as well but we definitely recommend the five dollars tier because you get lots and lots of stuff too much sometimes, but that's all right. So we like to order deliver there. But uh, yeah, it's patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. And for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Craig, And we'll see you next time on the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. Take care.